Yes, hi, hello, welcome back to Gooncast. I am your hack fraud, James, also known as Saber0307 on Twitch, and I am once again joined by a plethora of goons. Hell yeah. What's up, everybody? I'm Cat, aka the Attack Cat on Twitch, uh, dialogue designer by day, horror writer slash artist by night. Hell yeah, and it's goon number three, your boy the Valley Jester, Lee Alder, fantasy and horror writer. And uh, I, I, I think I see someone in the distance as I'm as I'm wading through the fog. I think <laughs> I think I see I think I see a new challenger. Oh my god. Hey everyone, um, Niku, aka Niku Senpai on Twitch, and um, I'm, I'm very excited to join everyone on uh, today's topic. Oh yeah, Hell I mean yeah. we're we're gonna need someone to run interference when the sirens start blaring, and mm-hmm. I mean I'm not the fastest runner. I'll need to throw somebody down behind me. Not yeah, not yeah. Saying, I mean, not saying I mean... that'd be you or anything, <laughs> but it ain't gonna be me. Wow. <laughs> You know, I, I, I see I see leathery warlock and I think pyramid head skin suits. <laughs> so. Yo, though. Hey. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you all couldn't tell with the uh, the pyramid drop there. Hell yeah, we're doing Silent Hill today. Yeah, but very specifically, we are doing Silent Hill and Silent Hill Revelation. The two live action American feature adaptations. Yeah. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I We're going to discuss the original 2006 film and then ponder what could have happened if they ever made a sequel to it. Yeah, yeah. They, right. They right. Reunite the Game of Thrones mm-hmm. cast? Ignorance yeah. is bliss, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. Game so. of Thrones ended at season four, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's how we do it. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> So the yeah, good, just the for, good timeline. Yeah, just just for all transparency going in, um, if y'all are reading the title and seeing, you know, the the nice tantalizing words "Silent Hill," yeah, we are going to be focusing on the on the films today. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe at some point in the future, we'll tackle the games in a little more detail because I think mm-hmm. there's enough mythos and information there that they could they could fill an episode. But absolutely, we will we'll, uh, we'll probably be tangentially referring to them in yes. certain capacities. But I know for me personally too, uh, you know. We just recently rewatched the, the movies, and I personally haven't touched the games in quite a while. Um, yeah, so I definitely want a refresher before we really tackled it. So you don't, you don't yeah, want to get so, into the, 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 the hack fraudery on the Silent Hill wiki about the Silent Hill circumcision controversy? We'll get into that later. <laughs> On that episode. Oh, don't don't you cock tease me like that. No pun oh intended. God. <laughs> that, uh, that, that'll be a teaser for whenever we do the proper Silent Hill story. Tell Here the vegetable go. story again. No, no God. <laughs> no. I don't know what you're talking about. That's it. Pull the plug. Podcast yeah, the plug. over. Me too. Thank you for joining us. No. Um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so I I I, I saw both these movies in theaters when they came out and you know we should i guess start with the first movie which is sort of a loose adaptation of the first video game yeah directed um, by loose Christoph. is a key word there but not a detriment yeah yes uh directed by christoph Gantz, and uh he did mm-hmm. brotherhood of the wolf and it's co-written by roger avery who is the uh co-writer of pulp fiction hell yeah uh, mm. yeah and uh 
music by Akira Yamaoka because they he, just... he also wrote Beowulf, but we'll forget that he yeah. wrote Beowulf. Yeah. We'll leave that one out. Yeah. Don't... <laughs> it's it's the, uh, like that, I mean as go ahead. I was I was just gonna say like on the Akira Yamaoka part, it's like I mean that's kind of one of the things I think that benefits the film, but also isn't like like it's sort of a detriment too because it's just it's just elevated by the music of the game as opposed to like yes an original composition i i think i specifically brought that up when we were watching it that like the the music the music is beautiful but in some instances it can kind of take you out of it because you know it's it's so atmospheric for the games but it is very intrinsically tied to the games i feel Mm -hmm. so while i'm watching the movie uh, instead of kind of like feeling like I'm really in the world of Silent Hill, I feel like, oh yeah, I remember this part of the game, or I remember I'm transported back to that particular section of gameplay where you know this is the boss music, or you know this is me walking around, or you know what have you. This was in a cutscene, um, and y- yeah, like it, it it is a really cool score, but I feel like it's a score that could have maybe been enhanced by. Uh, by being adapted like the mm-hmm. rest of the source material. Yeah, I, I think it would have been beneficial if they just had Yamaoka compose an entirely new soundtrack that fit that particular film. Because, like, one of the things, like, with the games, too, is, like, even though it's the same composer, he always tries to put a unique spin on each game. So it's not just a copy-paste job. Per, mm-hmm. per Or, like, a, so, like, each game has its own distinct feel with its music. And here it's, like strong music from every game that was out at the time so it's it, there's no distinct feel because it's just greatest hits album basically right and yeah. also if it's if it's a reimagining by the same composer then they can incorporate certain like progressions and scales from the original pieces of music to act as like those little links of like, oh, that's that progression from Silent Hill 3. I caught that. That's really cool. Yeah. But it's still an overall different, you know, tone setter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like, I remember Kat talking about how, you know, she kind of wished it was different in the movies as opposed to how, you know, they copy and pasted from the games. And I think it would have been great to have it start off and then go with like, with what Lee said and do like some kind of remix, you know, something mm-hmm. new, something, you know, cause fans of Silent Hill always want more and with good reason. Yeah. But I, I've been totally by agree. Yeah. We, 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 we demand more. Mm-hmm. Demand more pachinko <laughs> machines. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's my pyramid head body pillow? Yeah, where's my Where's my pyramid head skateboard? Oh wait, no, I think that's a thing actually. Where's oh my, my pyramid head flashlight? Oh, oh Jesus! I need the branding. Oh, god. oh my god! It's oh, literally god. a flashlight. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it'll be like get your busty nurse flashlight today. Oh no, God! Sold. No, Miku. <laughs> I I think it's a bit of a double-edged sword, though, because I, I think that a lot of adaptations that hit the big screen don't draw enough inspiration. And that's, you know, that's a huge piece uh-huh. of common criticism yep. that adaptations get. Mm-hmm. And I think that the step of including the music as originally presented is trying to honor the source material. And I can definitely respect that. Yeah. Like, 
yeah. Maybe like having the credits music be a direct piece of, of music from the games would be cool. Um, I mean, I'd like, you know, the sequel to Welcome to Raccoon City to have the sad clown and funeral at some point in it. I think that'd be <laughs> that'd be a really nice play. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Or or it's for reimagining of it by uh, by Danny Elfman. There you, know? you go. Yeah. It's like that's that's one thing I think. I think even if you don't like the Silent Hill movie, you can tell that Christoph Gauntz went in with the best of intentions and has respect for the yes. source material where it mm-hmm. like it. It is very. It is a very atmospheric film. It looks beautiful. The town yes. looks like Silent Hill. He did put Absolute. his own like unique spin on it, sure, but like it, yeah. it looks like the games. And yeah, let's 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 spend some time get, on that. Let's get into the visuals for Absolutely. sure, because yeah, the the atmosphere is one of the biggest thing. Silent Hill for the longest time was my favorite video game adaptation movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably changed at this point or what what overtook it um gosh i'm trying to think How's the welcome to raccoon city uh, honestly it might it might actually be welcome to raccoon city <laughs> hell yeah like yeah um i also think that that the sonic movie just ended up being <sighs> an incredibly fun breath of fresh air for that franchise i did never where it's see just that. like yeah i haven't seen yeah i don't i don't know the the way the way they did it, it's very not similar to the games at all. But I think that was part of the the good thing about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Silent Hill is still up there for me specifically because of the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's some things the script doesn't nail. There's a lot of things that like the plot and the acting kind of you know leave to be desired. Um, but man, does it look and feel absolutely like silent hill yeah and um it's also really cool i think because a lot of the you know the 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 american um video game at video game silent hills that came after this movie like borrowed inspiration from the movie in their visuals and kind of like so in some way like the movie kind of gave back to the 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 game universe yes to a degree yeah the the transitions between the real world and and the nightmare world i think started looking exactly like the movie with origin yes yes i I believe yeah Yeah, i believe it was yeah um and then uh also uh downpour uh had the um the coal mine fire yes as as part of the you know which which obviously uh most people know this, but uh, Silent Hill originally uh, was very inspired, heavily inspired by Centralia, Pennsylvania, um, which is a like a like an abandoned, quote unquote, ghost town um, where there's just a coal fire uh, that's been burning underground for years. And it's just it's toxic and you can't really live there. But there are people that still live there because they're like, fuck you. <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> um, and yeah. uh but but the the Silent Hill games have never really done the the coal mine route. It's always been just the fog, um, and that was it, kind of like the movie. The movie really was like, yeah, no, Silent Hill. There's just a, a portal to hell, basically. <laughs> it, it's it's a weird bounce back and forth. It's a weird tennis game that they did there because like okay, initially the concept was based off of this town that had this this coal fire, mm-hmm. and then Silent Hill one has the entire place coated in fog and that's like that's its iconic image mm-hmm. is this this fog drenched city and then this film decided to take the creative direction of okay it's not fog it's it's a cloud of ashes 
from mm-hmm. this coal fire that was the original inspiration. And then they lobbed it back into the other court and downpour said, yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. We'll go with the coal fire. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's weird how it ping pong back and forth like that. Yeah. But it's so funny that, that one of the, the biggest things that Silent Hill is, is praised for is its atmospheric accuracy. Mm-hmm. by changing one of the biggest aspects of it, which is incorporating this, you know, cloud of ashes as its major, like major scenery. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a, it, it was a bold gamble and it paid off. I think it looks absolutely fucking gnarly. Like that first shot of, um, of Rose getting out of the car after waking up and plucking that first fleck of ash out of the sky and rubbing it in her fingers. Mm-hmm. It's such a good visual. And it's a, a great tone setter for like, we don't know what's going on here. But lady, find your kid and get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it, it lends this very, very spooky atmosphere to it, which I think, you know, like fog in and of itself can do. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the it, it also being ash where it just it, you know, it, everything is coated in this weird whitish gray haze of like grunginess and then and then you see it all start peeling away and the and the 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 you know metal rust just like forming real really fast oh yeah. it's it's gorgeous yeah um, that was like whoa and and the from a cinematography standpoint too you, like you can really tell that this director like actually studied the games and yeah. and figured out how to incorporate because there there were a couple of shots where i remember specifically pointing out like that is that is a fixed camera angle from a video game. You know, I'm just like, that is exactly that, right? She's walking down the street and, like, goes past the frame and it switches to another shot. And I'm just like, fuck, man, that's and, awesome. And then there's a wide shot of downtown and Rose is running down the street, but she's using tank controls. Oh, so she has to stop and then slowly turn 90 degrees and then start running. That's I can't believe they... Uh, <laughs> I, I can't believe the actress trained so hard for <laughs> that's method acting at its finest. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did nothing but breathe in ash and run in tank controls for she, six months to prepare she, for this role. She wore heelys and did nothing but heely everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the visuals of this movie are, are are just utterly fantastic from a cinematography standpoint and even to a a special effects angle and, and so much of that is just due, mm-hmm. to, due to how well what CGI they used is blended with actual practical effects. So it's it's, yes. it's blended really well, unlike some other movies where it's like really shitty blending. Like the first thing that comes to my mind is is the Thing prequel where they, they had mm-hmm. practical effects, but then they like slapped yeah. CG all over them and it looks like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas whereas yeah. here... They, well, they, they completely gutted, I think, the, the practicals. Yeah. Because because the studio was like, oh, no one will I specifically remember them talking about because I think the old, some of the only footage that has survived or or been released of the original practical practical effects was like the helicopter scene. Yeah. And and yeah, execs and weren't happy. Fusion, yeah. yeah, yeah. Execs were specifically not happy with the the helicopter scene and how the how the body looked. And then you see the footage and you're like, this looks dope. Yeah. It and it like so still better. holds up. Like and it, you know, completely un untouched, and then you look at the CGI, and it's like, oh, that's you know, or like two thousands era CGI, and it's it shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and surprisingly, for a two thousand six film, uh, Silent Hill does not have that problem, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it never like 
it it never nothing ever stood out to me as even though we had moments of like the the ash ash babies the ash children i forget yeah, they're they're like one of the weak points yeah yeah a, a little bit but even then i was kind of like they're not doing it they're not overdoing it yes which is so easy to i mean god look at our last podcast topic right nah. <laughs> so easy to overdo yeah. the effects yeah and, like and the, the effects in demon house were pretty terrible <laughs> oh zach <laughs> no idea what you're talking about <laughs> it was real james it was all real it was all real it's still real to me damn it yeah and uh yeah it's it's like so like pyramid head that's actually like an actor with a giant fucking pyramid helmet on his fucking head and like it is real and it's intimidating and it's horrifying or yeah, the, we, we got to get into creature design the, here. The, the, school, yeah. the school janitor, which is an original monster creation just for this film, mm-hmm. that looks like it could have come out of the games, and that is also a practical effect done by the same actor mm-hmm. who played Pyramid Head. And it's it's genuinely horrifying and creepy with like him his legs bent back behind him, and he's covered in the barbed wire with the blindfold, and he's constantly flicking his tongue like a sex pervert because the janitor was a sex yeah. pervert. Yeah, fuck Colin. You know? Uh, it's, it's, it's creepy. It's, it's All my unsettling. homies hate Colin. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it yeah. also, it also ties into the whole, um, how the, at least from the game, in, in the original games and whatnot, you know, the monsters are kind of like representations of, of the main influences psych, right? So it's like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the big titty nurses from, from Silent Hill 2 are, are James's sexual frustration and whatnot and like pyramid head is, mm-hmm. is there to punish him and like the the infected armless things is like that look like they're in the straight jacket that represents you know his wife's disease and everything like that and even though like the movie for the most part takes its monsters wholesale from the game and just copy paste them like this original creature is a representation of Alessa's trauma in this movie universe and it's like mm-hmm. okay that's that's actually fitting it's uncomfortable yeah, they, and it's disturbing, but that's that's also what Silent Hill does. Yeah, there there was a lot of criticism about Pyramid Head's inclusion in the movie because you know he's a direct avatar of of James's sins from um from Silent Hill Two, but they found ways to incorporate aspects of the story into what was going on with. Uh, with Alessa to make it make sense. Like the nurses being there, they kind of retrofitted the, the nurse taking care of her with in the burn war. And it's like, okay, I can see how you can, how you can justify the nurses being there. Um, and frankly, like it, it, it's one of the parts where I just need to like, take a step back and bow out because um, yeah, I totally agree. Pyramid head shouldn't be in this movie. And I don't give a fuck because he's, just too radical yeah he's He's... too radical i've heard complaints that like even as a character design he strayed a little too much like oh he's supposed to be like constantly writhing in pain and like just the act of walking and dragging his sword should be painful and i'm like yeah Mm -hmm. but like this eight foot too much juggernaut like cleaving a metal door open with this massive cleaver Uh fuck yeah give me that all day yeah absolutely ripping this woman's skin off with one hand oh yeah yeah. i don't care how little it makes sense he's in this movie give me all Mm -hmm. of that shit 
Uh, yes. A hundred... A thousand percent. I, uh... Yeah, I'm, like, right there with you. Yeah. He's, uh... He, he's very much an iconic character, and I think that's why... Because you hear Silent Hill, and he is probably one of the first visuals you think of, in addition to A Foggy Town, and, you know... Uh... Maybe Robbie the Rabbit, if you're... Yeah. <laughs> an, an empty doghouse... And yeah, Harry um, going, wow, uh, there's no dog around. <laughs> and a dog in flight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll take, like, as, even though as a fan of the games, it, it does bother me just because it's it doesn't fit one-to-one. I'll take yeah. it over a, a lot of the shit that we typically see in video game movies where it's like... Mm-hmm. like Nemesis a, crying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, like, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the shit in the Paul Anderson movies, um, or like, look, I, I, I have a soft spot for the Doom movie. It's schlock Mm -hmm. and it's crap, but I I find it entertaining in a way. And, you know, the rock is still charismatic. Motherfucker. And, and Carl Urban is, is great as always. Uh, but like, even me, it's like Mm -hmm. the seven minute sequence where it's a first person camera. And it's just all basically CG. It's like, all right, you guys are this, this, this is this is even a little too schlocky for me, sort of thing. Um, or the the, I mean, fuck, man, look at like the movies based on video games are usually fucking tire fires. We take what we can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out of curiosity, I looked up on IMDb what the highest rated video game adaptation is on their site, and it's Warcraft. Yeah, that's that's God that's help us all. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes is a bit higher. Um, I was gonna say, I think, I think it's Sonic movie or Detective P- Pikachu. Uh, oh, Detective Pikachu is another good one. Yeah, um, but that one's also it's very it's harder to. I mean, I know Detective Pikachu is a game series, but like, oh, wait. I don't know, Pokemon. Pokemon is such a like ubiquitous franchise where it's like it's an anime it's a manga it's video you know it's just like it's everything it's a card game i forgot because i always forget that fucking werewolf movie that came out last year that we had never fucking heard of is the best video game adaptation with an 85 percent what is this movie i just Uh, it's it's werewolves within within? yeah it's it's basically i guess ubisoft made a a VR version of like the tabletop game Werewolf, and then uh-huh. that got adapted into like sort of a comedy horror movie that came out last mm-hmm. year. Uh, and uh, I remember for a while that thing had like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which was like, what the fuck is this thing? Uh, and okay. yeah, like based on based on uh, Wikipedia, it has an eighty five percent out of one hundred and thirty seven reviews. But. Uh, you know, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt because Fear Street was also well-reviewed. And That's Rotten Tomatoes true. also puts DOA Dead or Alive in front of Silent Hill, so. <laughs> yeah, um, wow. yeah, yeah. And also apparently Monster Hunter was this 40, 46%. I, I haven't seen Monster Hunter, but still, uh, I kind of doubt that. But I mean, I could be wrong, yeah. you know, who knows? Uh, but like... I know they've been uh, getting a little better because, like, the, the that latest Tomb Raider and the Rampage movie with The Rock were supposed to be serviceable. I haven't seen them. Right. But, yeah. Yes. But like, it's yeah. not it's not fucking Uwe Ball territory, you know. Not Prince of Persia. Or it's it's Hitman. It's, it's not Tekken. 
Yeah, yes. Liked Prince of Persia. Yeah, I, I oh, did Prince you? Of I'm sorry. Okay. I it's it's did. That, I don't hate it. It's definitely one of those that I always hear as like an example of ugh, video it, game adaptations. It, so. it, had, it had an ostrich race. I can't get mad at a movie that has an extended chase sequence that's an ostrich. Race. Yeah, it's, oh my it's God. the 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 best. The the one thing I can definitely give Prince of Persia over most video game adaptations is that uh, the studio took it. It was like the first video game movie that was taken a little bit seriously and had a substantial budget behind it because it had Disney money attached to it. So they were like, yeah, we're going to try oh, to make this into the... money, yeah. <laughs> they wanted to basically make it into their next Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. It's rough in some spots, sure, but it's, it's fucking better than Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li, man. Or fucking... <laughs> oh, yeah! One of the black-eyed peas was Vega. Yeah, or Double Dragon... You know, not, fucking... not one of the ones with talent. One of the other ones. Or fucking Max Payne, man. Max Payne upset me. <laughs> so, uh, so Niku, anyway, Silent Hill. Yeah, Silent Hill. <laughs> Niku, yeah sorry, we're on a tangent. All good, all good. I was just listening. I was seeing but... red. <laughs> <laughs> I was remembering that I paid money to see Legend of Chun-Li in theaters. Oh Woo. my god. Uh, so I, I actually didn't see the, this, the first Silent Hill movie uh, in theaters. Because I didn't get into the franchise until college. Uh, that was when I first started playing it with like my roommates. And uh, so we watched this movie, like I think a couple months or so after we like had finished the third game or something like that. And we were all just kind of like, yeah, that the vibe the vibe of this is great. I don't know if it was so much about the story. <laughs> I know. Uh, when we were talking about visuals, like it, I feel like it, it holds up really, really well. And you guys were talking about all these other movies that, or some of these that I, I'm pretty sure came out after uh, Silent Hill. And Silent Hill does definitely hold up a lot stronger uh, with visuals, and you know, for sure, trying to get be about the games than a bunch of these other movies like for sure pokemon's its own like you know you could really do whatever you want with it because they have spin-offs the card games I mean, they already have movies right they have animated movies yeah, so like it's just kind of like them. yeah <laughs> yeah and then so silent hill do they have, do they have like a manga for silent hill or something like that there might have been one at some point yeah. i know there's been some american I comics I'm not aware of one, but I'm sh there's comics for like everything, so True. I'd, I'd be shocked. Yeah, I I don't know. Like when you get that first top down view, that's pretty much from like Silent Hill one. It felt so I guess the right word would be genuine. And yeah. I, I, I really loved um yeah, when she turns a corner and it's like uh, Kat was talking about the fixed camera angle angle where you see like the sign up from up, up top as well. I think. I, I, I just think it's great. Yeah, like, they really did a good job on capturing that Silent Hill feel and. Oh, also, I Googled it. There are, in fact, Silent Hill comics. Ooh, uh, I'm pretty the, sure they have the pyramid head. It, um, probably. I mean, they started in 2004, uh, and I think 
ended in looks like 2008. Um, huh. I'm not sure what the reception is or what the reception was to it. But yeah, it's a bunch of uh I don't know, seems kind of interesting, maybe. Yeah. And- maybe something to pick up depending on uh de- again, depending on critical reception or uh reviews. And it looks like there was also a plan that might still be in the works to begin a Silent Hill manga mm. that was, I guess, going to carry on whatever Silent Hills was going to be. Um, apparently, yeah, well, first, Junji Ito, right? It was gonna... Well, uh, that's the thing is it was going to be Junji Ito, but that's been passed on. I think that wound up being more rumor. The guy they're looking mm-hmm. at right now is named Suhiro Maru or Moreau. I don't know the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with his work, but I Googled his name. And the first image that popped up is a dude peeling the face off of this chick and licking her eyeball. So I think he's perfect. Oh, my God. Amazing. I think that, he'll do wonderfully. That image sounds very familiar somehow. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds shockingly accurate. <laughs> so we'll see how that we'll see how that develops i'm not familiar with any of his work but he's he's got a very similar like very visceral style to junji so yeah we'll see how that goes but i digress um yeah i I think i think it's just a testament to the the staying power of of a good blend of practical and and cg effects like the movie still looks as good as it does in the sections that relied more on physical effects on practical. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it was just, just watching this recently. I mean, shit, this is, Oh God, this is it's almost 20 years <laughs> 16, old. Yeah. 16 year old movie. And yeah, with the exception, in my opinion of the, of the Ash babies early on, like this movie looks fucking great. Totally. Yeah. It looks better than its sequel six years later. Yeah, and, and most most of the actors, you know, are seem to be giving a shit. Like, I mean, Sean Bean is great, even though he has nothing to do because he's a rewrite character. Um Rod- This was a paycheck movie for Mr. Bean, but he cared. Yeah, he cares. Uh Rada Mitchell, I, I I think was fine. Um Lori Holden, who who most of the stuff that I've seen her in I'm I'm not particularly keen on. I thought she was a perfect Sybil Bennett. Um, Deborah yeah, Car- Cara Unger I thought was a pretty good Dahlia and then Alice Krieg as, as Christabella was suitably evil and and, and horrible and I, I thought you know did a good performance outside of uh, you know some stuff that, you know, that that could have been tweaked or whatnot. like it is more mm-hmm. of like her, how her what her character was where like the root one of my root problems with the movie, even though I do like it, is that it kind of goes from less of a unknown, almost Lovecraftian-esque cult slash god system to more typical, like, we're, 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 we're like this Catholic cult and we're going to, like, you know, purify. Yeah, you know, it's like, very puritanical. Yeah. And that, that, at least to me, that makes it substantially less interesting than, like, sort of the more abstract shit that you see in in like the games or even some of the seedier stuff where like in the games part of the backstory is the fact that the cult is really into fucking peddling drugs like this this drug that is local to to the town made out of uh uh, uh, i believe flowers that are found in the area called white claudia uh and it's Mm. 
you know, it's 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 streamlined and, and adjusted, but like the heart and intent is there. It's it's not like like even as much as I like the first Resident Evil movie, it's not Resident Evil, you know? Uh it's 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 a schlocky action flick with with Paul Anderson's waifu, but it's it's not really Resident Evil. Like there's none of the characters. Sure there's a zombie dog and there's a liquor, but it's it it it's just if you if you were to rename the movie, it could have worked as any other, you know, zombie movie. Whereas Silent Hill the movie is very much still trying to be Silent Hill the game, despite having a mostly adjusted story. Like it's still kind of loosely yes. adapting the first game where it's a parent looking for their child and their child has this background in the town that the, the parent was unaware of and whatnot. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go more into it in a future episode when, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, maybe we talk about the films of Mr. Anderson in more detail. Um, but I, I think that the first Resident Evil movie had a very interesting concept of like, hey, if you play the games, you already know what's going on above ground. Let's take a look, you know, behind the scenes at what Umbrella fucked up. And it's like, okay, the hive is a cool idea. But yes, that whole movie could be completely stripped of its franchise and its title and be a standalone feature. Yeah. Uh, Silent Hill, you would have a harder time doing that with. Yeah. And at that point, you know, you're stuck. You have to commit to it. And while they had to make some changes, you know, I, I think that, you know, they didn't stray far enough from the source material that, you know, you would need to strip the franchise name or anything. You know, I agree about the change of the, the aim of the cult um, going for this more stereotypical, you know, Jesus good, devil bad, puritanical cult. You know, it's a little overplayed. Like, I think we even commented during the movie like, oh, this this villain's just like a better version of the antagonist from Midnight Mass. Yeah, basically, like it's. It's, it's, it's less interesting, but like the heart, like I said, the heart is still there. Like it, it's, it's pretty clear that at least Christoph Gantz gave a shit about making this movie and like visually it's, it's interesting. And even though we, you know, we're, we're a little in hindsight, like complaining about the soundtrack and how it's, it's, it's a little inappropriate in some instances and disappointed that it's not an original score clearly he's he's a big enough fan of the franchise to want to do this as sort of like an act of goodwill to like make it more silent hill e you know especially uh -huh. with all the different changes that that he's he and his writing team were were making to the lore um like and, and really the only other major complaint is just as i like jokingly said about sean bean is like the rewrite sections where where you have the the characters yes. outside of Silent Hill and they have nothing to do for the most part. Yes. Okay. Now that exposition. we've touched on that, uh -huh. James, would you please enlighten the people out there as to the rewrites? Yeah. So apparently the movie was 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 basically like you know submitted and it was like all well and and good and everything like that and then. Um, they kind of, I, I think the studio took a look at the script or maybe they took a look at the film or whatnot. And they were like, there's no male, there's no major male character in this movie. We, we need a major male character. And Christoph Gantz was like, fucking fine. Here you go. And included the subplot of, of, uh, Rose's wife, uh, slash, uh, Sharon's daughter, uh, Sharon's father, uh, looking for them, which 
hypothetically could have been like maybe an interesting expansion even though it's like constantly taking us out of the town and it, mm -hmm. it does try its best to kind of add more to the world building where we're seeing what the real town of silent hill looks like where it's just covered in ash and soot and you know we get the the the, the monologue from the detective gucci uh, about him about you know what the cult did to 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 sharon and whatnot or alessa rather but like the characters are just kind of waffling and just wandering around and and doing nothing so it's like hmm. you could cut almost every single scene that sean bean is in absolutely and almost yeah. nothing of value would be lost except sean bean well he's wonderful but yeah, yeah. Yes. yes i mean which I is agree. super unfortunate because for those of you who don't know out there james and i are close personal friends of <laughs> of sean true. bean it's true <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Okay. Saber. Right. Saber lit his this cigarette is true. once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this so, is true. All right. I guess tangent time because Sean B. Because uh, <laughs> why not? So there's this bar that that Lee and I used to frequent fairly frequently, <laughs> where we wasted our lives. At. Where we wasted our lives at multiple times. And one day we're there, and uh, there's a couple, a couple, couple buildings down. There's a pizza place, right? And there's a bunch of cameras set up like they're filming some independent movie or some shit. Lee and I don't give a shit. We're here for beer and we're outside and we're just, we're smoking or whatever. And we're shooting the shit and we're talking about heist movies. Cause we just, for some reason we got on a tangent about heist movies and like who we would cast in like a heist movie. Right. And at one point, like it, during our conversation, you know, we mentioned, yeah, you know, we totally cast Sean Bean in a heist movie. Or whatever. And then like five minutes later, Somebody from that like group of, of cast and crew walked over to us. And lo and behold, it was fucking Sean Bean. Hell yeah. And Lee and I are just like, what the fuck is going on? What is what 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 is this? Like Why? we didn't say it, but we're we had the telepathic thing. Just keep it cool. Keep it cool. Keep it cool. Shut the fuck up. Don't don't freak out. <laughs> Don't do, do his it. visions based on movement. <laughs> Don't do whatever. What what the fuck is happening? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And he walks up to us and he goes, Hey, uh, either of you two have a light? And I go, Yeah. And I, I, I pull out my lighter and you know, like I light his cigarette, and then he pats me on the back and goes, Cheers, mate. And he walks away. And the second oh, he's yeah. out of earshot, that's when Lee and I just immediately fucking break down and are like did that just fucking happen? Did 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 this shit just fucking happen? Sean Bean just fucking walked up to us as yeah, we were zero tap. As, he, as, he turned around and we became giddy schoolgirls. Yeah, it, it was it was the most surreal fucking experience. And then we 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 went inside and and told our our bartender friend about it. Uh, and and she because she doesn't know she doesn't follow movies or anything like that. She's like, who the fuck is Sean Bean? And like, dude, Eddard Stark from Game of Thrones. She's like. Ned's outside! Immediately freaks the fuck out, runs outside, and jokingly yells, Come in and buy a beer. And it was it was it was it was this surreal, surreal experience. And yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm a close personal friend of Sean Bean and I lit a cigarette, so yeah, yeah. be jealous. Yeah, we yeah, we we don't like talk or like have his number or anything, but we would die for each other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I if if it if it was up between me and Sean Bean and there was like yeah, I had to die for Sean Bean, I'd totally die for Sean Bean. He's died enough. In movies. He's not enough for all of us. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's died for his sins mul- numerous, numerous times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I, I, yeah. I think he's a he's a tremendously talented actor who's just kind of mm-hmm. wasted in this movie a little bit. Um, yeah, very much so. He, I mean, I. I mentioned while we were watching it that um, I had a I had a very weird thought, which didn't really occur to me like the first, you know, times I watched it. Like there are there are some very, very brutal deaths, some of which are uh, a little much for me, like uh, as a personal taste mm-hmm. preference. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things I noticed when we were watching was I was like, damn, all of the super brutal deaths happen to like female characters. And then yeah. I stopped for a second and I was like, that's because the most all of the important named characters are ladies. Mm-hmm. And, and I realized that it was just like this like re- moment of like, oh, that's awesome. Like, you know, where it started like, oh, that's kind of weird and gross. Or it's like, oh, like it's just brutalizing women. And then I was like, oh, no, it's because there literally are no male characters you give a fuck about. Like, yes, there are, um, you know, some of the goons that get killed brutally and, like, a couple of the cult, like, dudes get offed. But, like, they don't have names. I don't know who the fuck they were because they're not important, right? The Silent Hill movie has absolutely no issues passing the Bechdel test. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, And it's very... Yeah, it's, like, a very, very female-centric movie. And if you cut... If you cut the Sean Bean scenes, it's almost exclusively women. Yeah. I think with like No, there no, there's no exception. All of the all of the named characters who who talk to each other are women. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, all the male roles are just goons. In in mm-hmm. fact, I I'm I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now and the only mm-hmm. the there's only one mentioned goon name and his name is Adam and like that's it mm. that's it and mm-hmm. even then I I don't even recall him having too many lines of dialogue like the only two major male actors in this movie are Sean Bean as as the father and then um uh Kim Coates and as, as fucking Officer Kim Coates Thomas yeah. Gucci and and that's it every every other scene every, like all of the sequences in Silent Hill it's uh, Rose and Sybil and Alessa and Dahlia and Christabella uh, and uh, briefly for, for, for a handful of moments um, uh, what's her name? I think Anna the, 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 the one that Pyramid Head murders as they enter the church yeah uh, Anna yeah mm-hmm. and that's basically that was brutal it, you know like yeah. it, it doesn't murder her fucking annihilates her mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's it's, yeah. it's pretty horrifying. And, uh, yeah, that 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 one in particular was kind of like okay. <laughs> well, back in the back in the day when when people were being very sour on the movie while it was you know still still in theaters, mm. that was the scene people talked about. Yeah, that was the thing of like oh you know the movie's whatever, but yo this one scene. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like almost the word of mouth helped helped carry it a little bit just because yeah like this movie did not shy away from doing some absolutely brutal things mm-hmm. um yeah, the, 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 the way they finish off the primary villain christabella yeah, is just which i had completely forgotten oh my about God, yeah. no sorry I, I, that, I think that cat was, needs to talk about this one. yeah that no so <laughs> the 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 skin ripping scene was like brutal um but awesome and it very much happened to a character where like she wasn't innocent by any means. She was a member of the cult, but she hadn't been really shown to be horrible yet. And then, yeah, the way, yeah. So 
the way that they finish off the main villain, who is this like, she's she's basically just that like ultra religious like uh, wasp mom vibe villain mm-hmm. that like I think I think I think I heard Midnight Mass get mentioned very similar to the Midnight Mass uh, female villain. Wait, it just clicked with me. Wasp is in white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Oh man. Yes. 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 Like you know, it's that trope, right? <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um, but uh, <laughs> I love podcasting with writers. <laughs> um, but she uh, uh, she's trying. She burns uh, Sybil. Uh, to like, like purify the the church that they're staying in to like keep the the darkness out. But uh, downstairs, Sharon has like reawakened Alessa, or no, she she comes in and gets stabbed, and that reawakens Alessa, and who comes out and she's, I mean, she's a true Silent Hill monster. Like she's she's a pretty she's got a really dope design, um, and specifically she's got all of these uh barbed wire. Like, just, like, you know, wrapping around her. I think it's probably heavily inspired by, um, uh, What's-Her-Face from Silent Hill 2. Oh, yeah, no, the, the, uh, the, the Bad Monster Mary, or Maria. Yeah, yeah, Bad yeah, Monster, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bad Monster Maria, yeah. Because that, that was very much the vibe I got when I watched it. I was like, oh, I, oh, okay, you know, like, very hospital bed, and, you know, it's, it's very similar vibes. Um, but she starts using these wires to, like, just cut through all the cultists and specifically she grabs the um she grabs Christabella and like lifts her up and she has like a fucking line where she's just like oh help me remain pure and then she gets basically like a bunch of fucking razors through her you know um it's very very graphic and very gross and like it it re- reminiscent to me of the um, the rape scene in Evil Dead that I hate. Ah, uh, yeah. For the exact same reason, where I'm just like, this is uh, like I get that she's she's awful and she deserves like all kinds of hell, but like I'm also just like, ew, guys, <laughs> like uh, I don't I don't want I don't want to know this. <laughs> um, Not with trees. Yeah, but then but she quickly gets ripped in half, so it's like. It's not, you know, it's not gratuitous, but it is just kind of like, okay, all right, I'm good. <laughs> and that's that's definitely like the the scene that has because when when Lee and James were talking about like the big scene that was like talked about, <laughs> I never think of of the flesh ripping scene, even though that's like the coolest kill in the movie. I always think of the scene that disturbed me the most, which was Christabel's death. <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah, had completely that... forgotten about her entire, her her entire yeah. death. Her, and, yeah, the and, the, yeah. the line is also just like ugh. Like I just again, it goes back to the them being like a pseudo Christian cult, like instead of a uh, like just a fucking you know Cthulhu cult. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just a it's just a change that I don't think adds anything to <laughs> what we're watching, and then to have that line, yeah. Just blech. Yeah. And then, yeah, and and the movie with barbed wire penetration. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which, I mean, that's some Cannibal Corpse lyrics just put on screen. Uh, yes. Yeah. Where it's like, I, it's like. I the... love you, Lee. 
<laughs> oh my god. Ugh, we're, uh, it's like that, um, you know, in seven, we're like, they're talking oh, yeah. like, lust. yeah, you know, the same. Oh, lust, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. It's basically that, where it's just like, oh, but, okay, all but, right. But there's a brilliant case of show, don't tell. Yeah, um, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Because they just show you the the sh- implement, uh huh, and, and just let you imagine it. And, yep. and the entire and then, thing is delivered through that actor's performance of just yeah, describing yes, what he yeah, has to through do his, through with his that monologue. dude from Alien Four. Who yes, rules. yes, and it's just like, oh fuck, you feel so like, ugh, disgusted, but, and, but and you, yeah, you and, feel disgusted, but you're you're also not like, it's not visually on screen as you know. Because, because, yeah, Seven's not torture porn. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think the torture porn thing, probably, because that was kind of trending at the time since Saw had already come out and whatnot. They were trying yeah. to really amp it uh, Yeah, up. I, can, I, can, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean... That they, is, that's what, what audiences crave. <laughs> yeah, and, and the games, at, at least especially Silent Hill 2, like, the, the games do cover topics like that but they're they're more yeah it's it's more tastefully handled like yes we 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 have that flashback showing sex pervert colin in in the 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 um bathroom with with young alessa and then it cuts Mm -hmm. to the aftermath of the scene and it's horrible and it's you feel disgusted and and gross for for what happened to alessa but like also it doesn't Mm -hmm. linger on it you know? Yes. Uh, and yes. it doesn't, we don't, we're not like forced to actually witness a scene. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, with, with Christabella, Christabella, we're briefly shown the, the, the just, and yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal and pretty savage. Yes. Kind of awful. Yes. Oh, briefly nothing. They draw that shit out. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. she is the, she is the star on top of a barbed wire Christmas tree. Uh, yes. Yeah. That, yeah. What, what I'm trying to get at is like, like, it's, <laughs> it's not like, I'm not defending the scene. Uh, it, it's more, oh no no yeah, yeah it's it's like it's 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 I it's, think, it's, I it's think a maybe short portion in the the the, yeah. the, span, the span of the length of everybody getting brutalized, but it is basically mm-hmm. the the focal point of that sequence where it's like yes. and it, it's off it's it's off putting like mm-hmm. she could have been just easily had all four limbs ripped off by the barbed wire. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's just it's. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And like that, you know, I'm not saying that sort of thing. No, I'm no, I guess I am. I just I don't like that kind of thing in horror. Like, I mean, I'm thinking of like Outlast whistleblower dlc can either guys play any of you guys play that i know what you're talking about oh niku knows about about. outlast yeah yeah Yeah. uh that that particular scene with the the bride stuff yeah that's yeah that was like super (laughs) disturbing to me but like uh, yeah i mean i don't know i felt like it was very effective and it also it also didn't go too far right like it wasn't Nothing happened. You escape, right? Like, <laughs> like, but y- yeah, you feel... escape. <laughs> Some other people don't, but yeah, that whole thing I feel like was Outlast being all like, you know what? We we're could edgy. go. Yeah, we could be even edgier. All right, mm-hmm. they're yeah. like, we're gonna, you know, 
we're gonna go as far as we can go with this yeah yeah, yeah. like outlast you've 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 capped out man you can't go any further and outlast is like hold my batteries <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, it gets yeah. it gets worse in Outlast yeah. 2. Oh, That's yes, right. it does. Like I, yeah. I, I did play the demo of that, and and I I died in the demo, and the first death that I had in the demo was uh, me getting a pickaxe to my genitals. So that was fun. Yeah. 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 No, Outlast 2 pushes those themes a lot further and gets children involved. It's oh, yeah. It's not. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, like no. I I would recommend Outlast 1. You know, for horror fans. Yes. The DLC and maybe not so much and Outlast 2, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do think they start to. Yeah, they, they like. I don't know, like watching it, I was because I didn't I didn't play it. I watched somebody else play it, but um, watching it, it was not as like I was. I was extremely disturbed and like, I don't even have a dick, right? Like I was just like, oh, my God, like this is awful, right? Um. But it wasn't like it, it. It it felt like it fit the tone that they were going for. If that makes sense. No, totally. Yeah. But I feel like with horror, they're yes. constantly like, "How could we make this even edgier? How can we make this Absolutely. even scarier?" You know. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. There's yeah. There's definitely they're trying to to kind of combat the. Um, you know, sort of just horror fatigue of like, yeah, you see one one person, you know, poke their own eyes out to get a key that's lodged in their skull. You've seen them all, right? Like, it's just like, yeah, all right. Saw yeah. did it, you know? Like, exactly. It's got to be even more disturbing. And, but, and, the, but, and then the Italian <laughs> fil- the Italian filmmakers go, did, did we hear about eye torture? What? <laughs> what? I, we got some of that? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Where is this coming from? Because all I've been hearing from, you know, Italian stuff lately was Tifa. Oh, no, it, no, 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 we're not getting no. into that. OK, OK, OK. <laughs> I, I no, Italian horror Italian filmmakers horror is, is, from is, the 80s in particular had a yes. penchant for eye torture. Yeah, se- yes. 70s and 80s Italian horror films are. Very, 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 very violent and very. Yeah, gross. thanks, Dario. Yeah. <laughs> no, that and uh, God, what's his name? The fucking guy, the guy who directed Zombie is is uh, Lucio Fulci. He's, he's Lucio, he's, he's yeah, the main one behind Lucio it. Fulci. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's 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 pretty fucking savage and awful and and. God, I love the uh, um, the Suspiria uh, for the for the original when she just like falls into that fucking barbed wire uh, room where you can see the barbed wire on in the frame before she even goes yep. and it's, bro- yep. it's it, the scene is properly lit so you're like. Girl, I know yeah, you're, you're being like, girl, chased, but come on now, girl, girl, you could you looked at the barbed wire before you fell in it. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Ghoulguts, who who was my 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 cohort in watching Suspiria for the first time, and then was very mm. angry with me that I brought Suspiria into his home and ruined our Silent Hill date. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Ghoulguts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, with that, uh, you know, speaking of like barbed wire and awfulness and and shit like that, uh, Silent Hill Revelation is a piece of shit. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> oh, yeah. it's all right, is. let's go. All right, let's get Might into well. it. All right, let's pull back the curtain on the so, worst fucking timeline. <laughs> yeah. So every so often, and I I don't hesitate to bring it up because I feel like it doesn't happen often with me. Sometimes, folks, when we are watching stuff for this here podcast, I just get that 
I just get that vibe of just, I'd really rather be doing anything else right now. And holy fuck, I hate Silent Hill 2 so much that I wanted to, like, start doing my taxes. Mm-hmm. I was, like, looking around the room of, like, I haven't, like, vacuumed in a while. Like, I was trying to, like, find excuses for real productive shit I could be doing instead of looking at Kit Harrington's dumb fucking face for another minute. Uh... This movie is hot dog ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... In 2012, I think. The year of Armageddon, yes. Yep. Uh, Yeah, so they they followed up Silent Hill 1, six years later, with Silent Hill Revelation 3D. Yeah. And, uh, boy, is it terrible. It's just... Yeah. It's so... So bad. Like, so. I had always. You know, it's got Carrie Ann Moss in it. It's It's got got Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell in it. And we're just sitting there like we see them in the credits and we're just like, no, what are you doing? Yeah, Malcolm, Malcolm, you're so (laughs) much better than this. Like, like, Carrie, girl, no, (laughs) get out of here. Yeah, I mean, may, maybe this and Bye Bye Man. May, maybe one day we'll watch a uh, a Carrie Ann Moss movie for the podcast that we actually like. Because so far, all three yeah, movies that we watched her in for the podcast have been. Yeah, I, yeah, I adore her. I'm, God, I'm gonna. Yeah, we'll watch Memento sometime. Oh, oh there, there we, we go. go. There we go. Yeah, I I adore her, and yeah, unfortunately, she's made some um, interesting career decisions. IMHO. Although, you know, like, there are plenty of people that like The Matrix, so, yeah. uh... Like, I... So maybe... I, I saw Revelation in theaters opening night, and oh. I, I, I remember at the time not hating it. I thought it was definitely a step down from Silent Hill 1, but I was like, I, I've seen worse. And then I'll, the rewatch was particularly painful. Uh, yeah. Especially really emphasizing uh fucking uh please pet my direwolf john snow i showed you my direwolf please respond yeah i invented cunnilingus please respond there's definitely a lot of very awkward moments where the two leads are very clearly not american um doing mostly passable but sometimes very bad american accents um like the the girl i know the the main girl uh what is her name um i only know her from another she was in an she's australian yeah. she was in a an australian movie i don't know how to um, pronounce her first name it's it's like adelaide uh, adelaide adelaide Clemens? yeah okay mm-hmm. yes yeah so she uh she was in this like australian movie where i think she was like a girl um she was a girl who was getting like internet cyberbullied and then like didn't she like basically like sabotaged the bullies back I'm trying to remember which one it was is this wasted um, on the young I'm looking at her it might page be wasted it might be wasted on the young yeah uh the poster looks very very uh very cyber thriller e it absolutely is wasted on the young yes 
Yeah, yeah. It's basically like she gets like she gets assaulted or something at a party, and then the the people who did it are like rich, you know, rich douchebags, and she basically like uses the internet to to get revenge. Um, and it's pretty good. It's like not terrible, and she's great in it. Um, she's not good in this. <laughs> uh, this so like this was my introduction to Kit Harrington as an actor. Oh um, God! Yeah, and. Even despite Mine too, the, like, I think actually, yeah, this this movie is is terrible on almost every level. Um, the script is awful. The the you know the direction is very bad. Uh, but even with that being said, Kit Harrington turns in the worst performance out of everyone in the cast. Yep. He is awful. I hate watching him in this. Yeah, to the point where I I. I saw him. I was like, when fucking Game of Thrones came out, and I saw Jon Snow, and I was just like, "Who the fuck is that guy? And why does he make me so angry?" And then oh, I revelations. <laughs> yeah, and then I fucking remember remembered. And I I will grant you this that like I think he's a very competent actor now. I think he's become much better. But holy shit, <laughs> I I don't understand the 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 decision to turn. Vincent, who is a character in the games, who's like a creepy old cult priest who like basically just like kind of torments uh Heather in the third in the third game, uh to turn him into like a yuppie young love interest. I don't know who was behind that decision, but fuck you. Yeah, it's it's there there was a lot fuck of Fuck you. It it's 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 weird because this movie tries to be quote unquote more faithful than the 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 first game but or the first movie but it also makes weird changes that makes it less faithful like you know making vincent a love interest and like the son of claudia or whatever and it's it it's weird and dumb and just kind of ruins both of their characters completely yeah uh um, yeah it, and like, they cut my favorite line from a Silent Hill game of all time, which is they look like monsters to you. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's the best fucking line in all of Silent Hill. Why would you fucking destroy Vincent's character to the point where that lo- he could never say that line? Because, Fuck you. Because <laughs> we, we need Heather to have a love interest because. Yeah. Movie. Oh, of course. Because of course evil, dies do. oh evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. I, I think and this oh is my be a god, thing. we haven't even fucking talked about Pyramid Head's role in this movie yet. Oh, where oh. he's just sitting there, whole like you know, working the merry go round. He's her doing... bodyguard. Oh, I was just gonna talk about how he works the merry go round. It's like no, he's literally, literally, he gets unleashed to fucking protect Heather slash Alessa slash whatever, and like that's how that's how. Carrie Ann Moss's villainous dies. Yeah, but hold on. You're just like before we get to that. We, before we get to that, we have to we have to really comment on how um, uh, Heather uh, defeats her evil self in a hug <laughs> hugging contest. Uh huh. With the power yep. of love. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that's great, and especially because it's the same actress, uh, just covered in like really terrible white makeup. Uh, yes. To, to yes. To make her look more undead or ghoulish or whatever, uh, and mm-hmm. it, 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 
even though it's just makeup, like it, it's it, and they had a similar effect on like Dark Alessa in the first film where they they had um yeah Jodelo Fairland covered in white makeup for Dark Alessa. Um mm-hmm. it looks so much worse. And like I know the budget of this movie was like half the budget of the first film. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that that would definitely play into like the the CGI and the practical effects and whatnot not looking nearly mm-hmm. as good. So like, yeah, try to cut it a little bit of slack. But like Yeah. There's there's a lot of shit in this movie that just it doesn't look good at all. And then they eventually no. just when they get to Silent Hill, like they they, they first emulate the style of the first film until they eventually just give up and are just shooting in a park at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it looks like the final destination set and it's just like, why? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's Especially weird. Ain't Silent Hill y'all. <laughs> it's weird. And then there's like, we got remixes of Akira Yamaoka music, but it's more like butt rocky and, and, and kind it's, of yeah. terrible. And like completely, completely like neuters the mood where you're just like, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's. it's I, I said remix is not butt rock. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm, I, I'm a fan of butt rock in some instances, like you know, fucking the, 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 the slapping track at the end of Resident Evil Two original when you get the best ending, and it's just like it's up to us to stop Umbrella. It's like yeah, fuck yeah. But this is like it's Silent Hill. This is moody. This is atmospheric. This is psychological. Mm-hmm. It's. It's uh, I, I, I need to uh, I need to pop in and do one. Uh, well, actually, uh, moment. <laughs> oh. uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse uh, closes with two songs in its credits. Uh, the first being the end of heartache by Kill Switch Engage, which is new wave of American metalcore and Nymphetamine Fix, which is an edit by Cradle of Filth. Both songs were nominated for Best Metal Performance of the Year at the Grammys 2004. Both bands also incredibly amazing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Both bands in my top ten favorites of all time. Damn. Resident Evil Apocalypse's soundtrack has no right to be as fucking all killer, no filler as it is. Yeah, because it's set to Nemesis crying. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alan. I'm the guy <sighs> from the fifth film, and I'm gonna cry now. Look at my walk. I'm the devil. I'm, I'm the, the devil. I'm the ultimate bioweapon. Oh no, I'm dead because the helicopter fell on me. <laughs> my God, fucking... But yeah, uh and, and like I, I know MJ Bassett is 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 a talented director. She she directed some some of my favorite episodes of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh, I believe there was another movie that she did uh, that I saw, or maybe uh, that was, I, th- I think I saw it, or maybe, no, I haven't seen Solomon Kane, but I heard Solomon Kane was pretty good. Um, Solomon Kane rocks. Yeah, so it's like, I'm, I'm just like, what what happened? Sort like, like, what the, happened? Especially, like, I, I'm guessing just studio interference and, and just the shitty budget and all sorts of nonsense, but like, I don't know. Like, it, it they, they 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 started off so strong, and then it just kind of it it's it's very reminiscent of Mortal Kombat versus Mortal Kombat Annihilation, honestly. Where Oof. where where it's it's oh, you have the, the first movie that is really 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 fucking strong, and then the drop off to the sequel is really fucking terrible, and like you have. 
Oh, they, I mean, I guess the big difference is Silent Hill Revelation 3D uh, has exceptionally talented actors um, that are just get their potential wasted. Whereas yeah. as Mortal Kombat Annihilation is mostly no names. Your grandfather and and, and James is Remar. Insane. Your grandfather was insane. And he's also Malcolm McDowell. Uh-huh. And it's like, yeah, just ima- just imagine, you know, Heather walking into the asylum and you just hear Leonard off in the background singing Singing in the Rain. It's like, no, not again. Uh, I I also think a, a major issue just with I mean, on top of the other fucking gigantic ice cream sundae of pain that we have right now, is the fact that in in everything that got changed with the script and the atmosphere and everything, it it had a genre shift almost. This tried to play itself like by the same pacing of an action movie. Yep. It it had that old. I always think back to that story Kevin Smith likes to tell about when he was uh, doing the script for a Superman movie. And he worked with that one crackpot producer who was like, nah, every 10 pages, every 10 minutes, you need an action scene. You need an action beat to keep the audience going or you're going to lose interest. Yeah. And Silent Hill 06 was able to keep the movie going just on sheer tension and dread and mm-hmm. intrigue. And this is like, oh, I don't know, throw a monster out there that they need to shoot at or bring well, in the nurses again for no reason. We, we should say tension, dread, intrigue, except for... The waffling scenes with Sean Bean. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Yeah, yeah. Those were like dead, dead stop to all of the like build up, and you were just like, mm, yes, thanks, I, thanks studio. Well, I, 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 will, I, I will willingly concede that point. I, I'm I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and and you're you're kind of reminiscent. You're, you're kind of on point too, because apparently, uh, the producer of of this particular movie, I don't know if he produced the first film. Uh, but there's a quote here on the Wikipedia page that they were going to make the, the sequel more accessible to a wider audience, which really <gasps> drastically uh-huh. explained the, uh, the tonal shift between Silent Hill versus yep. Silent Hill Revelation. Like it's, it's 30 minutes, it's 30 minutes shorter and, and like it, it, it has, there's constantly stuff happening, but like it's boring and awful and it, it feels longer than the first movie, mm-hmm. I think. But, like, even what you're saying is also reminiscent of, like, the later Friday the 13th sequels, where the producers were like, there has to be a kill, like, every seven to ten pages or whatnot, otherwise the audience will lose yeah. interest. And it's it's that same mm-hmm. philosophy and whatnot. Uh, but usually usually whenever I, I hear more accessible to a wider audience, that, that's kind of always a bad sign. And, yeah, you know, it, yeah. it generally is. Um, Gotta bring in all those teenagers and their sweet 3D money. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk about the th- use of 3D. Let's talk about the 3D. <laughs> so yeah. this movie came out in the era of the like piranha 3D wave, basically. Clash of where the Titans and all that shit. There was this period of time where 3D was like the new hotness, and everyone was like, "How do we capitalize on 3D?" Oh, do we do really compelling, you know, cinematography work where there's a distinct foreground, middle ground, background, and people really feel like you're actually like in the the universe, in the environment? No, man. Yeah, Let's that. just stick a knife directly toward the camera every like you know thirty minutes in the movie. Fuck that pussy and filmmaking God. shit. Have somebody get their fingers cut off and fly towards the camera. We need 
We need body parts flying at the camera, and the credits music needs to be down with this sickness. Oh, wow. If not body parts completely, they're they're like all of their skin. Yep. Yep. Oh God! Imagine if the first movie had three <laughs> oh, in it, God. No. and Rip and throws it no. at the camera, Don't and then he slides, he slides open a little window on his pyramid, and you see his eye, and he winks at the screen. <laughs> I just, I genuinely wonder. You're gonna remember forever. I genuinely wonder if there's actually, because I know, like, my bloody Valentine 3D, I remember seeing, like, the advertisements for it with, like, you know, the audience reactions where they always capture this, like, extremely exaggerated audience response where it's like, like, and you're just like, I wonder if anyone actually goes to a theater and has that, that reaction. I I'll maybe give, like dumb teenagers. Yeah, dumb oh teenagers, no, I'll I'll say I've had a couple theater experiences where there were those. I no? my, okay. my my first viewing of Paranormal Activity, I actually did have some people losing their shit. But okay, okay, that's well, it's it's very rare. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm like the I think the I feel like the only time I've ever seen it was like going to theaters as a kid, um, and and just having like other other teenagers do that, and I. I have always been um, not extremely reactionary to anything, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I just don't, I don't understand that that sort of like you know I mean like if I see something horrifying I'm like fucking cool or like oh that was creepy like yeah. you know like it's like I'm I'm admiring the the technique or the craft not yeah. I had a I had an animal fear response to this mm-hmm. Niku, have you and ever maybe had... that's just because I've <laughs> an Niku, animal have... fear response yeah. Uh, fear? Not really. Mm-hmm. So you've never done the paranormal I, activity trailer shit where it's like you're you're screaming and throwing popcorn everywhere? Uh, no. All right. Okay. Uh, so even the younger uh, younger generation doesn't do this. Uh, I'm we not need to that find much. Younger, okay. <laughs> Child. God, Hush I love child. it. Saber's just like this young man. This <laughs> young like, lad. This I'm, strapping I'm, I'm young, impressionable <laughs> gentleman. Okay, very impressionable. Yes. <laughs> so pure. <laughs> this sweet, innocent boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was great. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad um, I got to use that joke. <laughs> the entire time. As she started, like, the young, like the young people freaking out, being like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna drag Miku into this." How am I gonna wedge this in? <laughs> oh you my god! Yeah, funny. I mean, oh, oh shit. go for it. Go ahead, no, no, no. I, yeah, I, I was, I was just gonna say, like, I know I've had, I've seen people like get startled at jump scares or whatever in a in a movie theater, and I've definitely gotten yeah. startled by a jump scare, but that's because I feel like jump scares are very cheap. Yeah, like they're not. It's like. Typically, a film doesn't actually scare me. It just surprises me. Yeah. Which, like, to a degree, surprise and and fear are, you know, like, very similar reactions. But I, you know, for, like, the, you know, like, the um, Insidious sequels or, like, the Conjuring sequels where it's just, like, boo, like, spooky thing happens. I'm just, like... Yeah, the reactions they show, the reactions they typically show in these trailers are, like, reminiscent of the, the people in the early 1900s witnessing a movie for the first time and it's a train coming to the camera and they're freaking out that thinking that they're about to be run over by a goddamn train because they've never seen a film mm-hmm. before you know yeah like, 
the yes. average moviegoer who goes to these movies, they've probably seen a movie before. Mm-hmm. And, and it's yeah. it's just always weird. Or like, I'm also reminded where, I don't know if it happens so much anymore, but there was that brief window where video game companies were trying to do the same thing for spooky games. Like, I remember EA advertising one of the Dead Space games with, like, reaction shots of people being like, ah! and like, like throwing the controller around and, and shit like yeah. that. And it's like... I don't know really like e- even people who who, who would I... get scared like really easily yeah. I I don't I don't think I've ever seen them do that like they may yell or swear swear but I don't think like too many people have like thrown mm-hmm. their controller maybe I'm wrong maybe I just know the wrong yeah. people I'm <laughs> really trying to think back to any time that I've done that and I've Yeah I've, I've thrown oh. a controller in anger but like oh, never sure. never yeah, in sure. fear I I do that in as fear? a fear yeah. I've actually kind of had that moment. Okay. Uh-huh. Um I I wanted to stop playing it then and there and it was just because there was so much suspense going on. Um balance, sp- yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess uh spoilers for those who haven't played Resident Evil 7. Ah, uh, yeah. Um but there is a portion and it's so small it it just completely scared the crap out of me because I, you know, I, I like resident evil. So I went into resident evil seven blind and do you guys remember like after you fight, uh, the mom or mm-hmm. I, I guess it's the mom. Yeah. Marguerite. Marguerite. Yeah. After you fight her, fight her mom. It, Jack. It, it was, you know, by that point, you're already so tense up. You know, you're like, all right, something has to pop out. You know, things are going to get crazy. And then you go into, I forgot what building, but there's a moment where, like, you have your flashlight on, you know, throughout the entire game. But for this moment, it turns off. Oh, yeah. And all all you hear is, I don't know if it's get away or get out, stay away, one of those. And when I saw that and I, fe- I felt it in me, oh, I was like... Oh, yeah, I think you're talking about the sequence when Evelyn first starts haunting you. Yeah. And and I wasn't expecting that. You know, I, I was going through this, you know, Resident Evil 1-like uh, mansion or house. And then, you know, you fight this big incredibly creepy monster and then after that it's just like things start to calm down and then you just hear like stay away and like that's the only time your flashlight like turns off and nothing really happens but that alone just the built-up tension got to me and i was like okay i like i was like i can't play this anymore (laughs) <laughs> like I was so terrified because I was like don't well, turn off my flashlight well, you, I need that you, you, yeah. I guess I guess, I guess yeah. you've, you've now made me a liar Niku because a few minutes ago I said you weren't like that and you were a young intelligent strapping young man and you are like that apparently I'm, I'm, I guess I'm well, I was younger then I, 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 I was yeah, younger, younger then, then. alright yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm not as young as I just used a little to be. guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've never, I've never had it happen with a game. Um, of all media to actually make me need to like take a breather, it was a book. 
Um, oh, really? My first read through of House of Leaves made oh, me fuck. need to to yeah. take a fucking break. Um, all, House of Leaves? House of... <laughs> House of Leaves, yeah, um, yes. Yeah, so House of Leaves. I'll, I'll I'll give the short version. Essentially, it's it's a book about a house that is geometrically impossible. It um it measures more on the inside, square footage wise, than the outside. Um, and a group of investigators launch an expedition like into the depths of the building, and it's like this cavernous abyss of hallways and shit. Um, and their documentation about the journey is being read by another point of view character in the future who is reading these files and going insane from reading them. And the book does a very, very good job of playing with your head and formatting and instilling a sense of paranoia in you that fucking worked because I got done with some of the chapters and couldn't shake this feeling like I was being watched. And I just had to put that shit down for a while Go do something else, like run a lap, play some StarCraft, forget about the haunted it Lovecraft really house. Like that, huh? Oh, it's 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 the best horror book I've ever read. Um, it is not an easy read for some people because it really plays with a lot of the formatting, like li- like literally the formatting of the book itself. Yes, um, which pisses off a lot of people. <laughs> but if you can look past it and like get into it one hundred percent, it is so so good yeah usually like i I, I don't sorry i i don't i don't think i've really had like an experience like any of that like because usually when i get like super startled or super scared by a video game my first instinct or even movie is just to just keep pressing on and like eventually sort of desensitize myself to to the horror and whatnot you know like um I, amnesia maybe off the top of my head like it, it it definitely spooked me a couple times because the the fucking water monster is oh is yeah like that nightmare inducing shit where you can't fucking see it uh and has you on edge for the rest of the game but like my 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 stubbornness is like no i will not let this game sort of best stop me. edging to amnesia you know you know <laughs> speaking on that there there's like one thing for sure that I want to talk about hmm. where um, or maybe two, like one for sure. I was too scared to play any horror games as a kid, like even Luigi's Mansion scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I was too Aww. scared to even play. Uh, I love Luigi's Mansion as a kid. <laughs> I love you, Niku. <laughs> <laughs> It's but an amazing that is, that game. That's so cute. <laughs> it's an amazing game. I, I was too scared. Like, I think the first time I ever saw Resident Evil was Resident Evil 2 when, you know, you first encounter the Licky Boys. And I was like mm. way too terrified of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got that cockyian vibe, you know? And then um, it's funny because my nephew from a lot, you know, I, I was the one. Not necessarily who brought gaming into the family, but the one who um, kind of kept it going. And so my nephews and nieces all love playing video games now, and I think it's great. But one of my nephews really surprised me where he was even too scared of Bowser. Okay. And what he decided to do was kind of embrace the evil side from 
every video game. So like, oh, hey, Bowser's way too scary. Let me, you know, let me see what Bowser is more so about. And he was all like, he he became all about that. Like, uh, even right now, he's like, I, I'm, I don't know if this is like a big thing on YouTube. I'm not really on YouTube. But like, even right now, he's like editing like uh, videos for like his own uh, Five Nights at Freddy's thing, which most of the time I feel like those things are like incredibly scary. Like, you know, for kids, you know, they're for sure cheap jump scares and stuff like that. But it's cool to see everyone adapt to horror their own way. You know, like at, at that point in age, again, I'd be extremely terrified. You know, I was too scared to play Ocarina of Time because of the Redeads. You know, I, I didn't even get to the scariest part of Ocarina of Time. Yeah, it's, I, you, you gotta adapt, and like, like, like I mentioned, for me, it's like, it's, it's, like, especially when you're younger, shit can like terrify the ever loving goddamn shit out of you or whatever. Like a lot of people were as as children traumatized by Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, uh, specifically, you know, like that fucking, um, float ride thing, you know, as they're going through the the Candy River, but like when like as as you were saying like with your nephew bowser was terrifying and and he's like all right i'm gonna look into more bowser so he doesn't terrify me as much or whatever and that's that's sort of my mentality with with horror of just pushing myself through this this onslaught of 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 jump scares or creepy spooky bullshit uh to the to the extent where there's not a lot of stuff that that genuinely spooks me anymore you know may may get jump scared every now and then like cat was saying with insidious or conjuring because that's the easiest form of horror but like for for mm. for me like my preferred horror is stuff that gets deep into your subconscious and and, and sticks yes. with you and makes you feel uncomfortable absolutely but and that's frankly that's... i think i think that if your um if your primary method of eliciting a fear eliciting a fear response from your audience is the exact same as those like early YouTube videos where it'd be, oh look at this, look at this field, look super close at this field, blah zombie face. Yeah. Then you're a fucking hack. <laughs> Unless yeah. it's Bagul. <laughs> Bagul gets a True. pass. True. Bagul is the god of, of jump scares. Yeah, the pagan god of of trolling. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that that's one of the reasons why I'm I. I I respect the first Silent Hill movie so much more than the second because the first Silent Hill movie is it tries. It doesn't necessarily succeed, but it tries. It has the slower pace. There's no jump scares and spooky editing or whatever. Um where Silent Hill Revelation 3D is is like a lot of the shit that I hate about horror, you know? Yep. The the uh the the spooky jump scares the 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 you know you see one character and then it cuts away and then it cuts back and now they have a meat face for some reason it's like that's not necessarily scary that's just oh okay you have a meat face that's cool i mean sure maybe i guess mm -hmm. in real life if i was hanging out with like lee and cat and i look away and i look back and all of a sudden they have the meat faces you know i may be like ah, what the fuck but like uh -oh. in terms you of like know cinema, next time. just yeah, say get, not again get your meat masks ready <laughs> Uh, yeah, Lee, Lee, we gotta we gotta go rent those masks. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's 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 
and that, that's and that's like one of the things that that really hits home and 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 why i appreciate this franchise so much which we'll get into whenever we do a, a full game podcast on it but like it's I, I my buddy maverick put it put it really best when he went through shattered memories for the first time honestly um where he he got one of the endings and the entire time he's 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 being himself and he's like riffing the game and talking mad shit and me and ghoul guts are sitting there and just kind of like oh god damn it come on man and he gets to the ending and he gets the the quote-unquote good ending of shattered memories cat i know you know what that is where it's the, yes. the, the good dad ending where even mm-hmm. though it's it's not the necess- doggo ending? no i mean doggo ending is fantastic uh, yeah. it, it's it's not necessarily good in the sense of like oh good versus bad ending or whatever but like it's the most bittersweet and less depressing ending of them all and you know the ending happens and the credits start and me and Golguts ask him yeah so what do you think and he just goes i kind of want to curl up in a ball and go to sleep forever like that Damn. that that yeah. is intense horror i think and and intent like mm-hmm. eliciting an, emis- an emotional response of just unease and uncomfortableness and and maybe even some depression to yeah emptiness emptiness of of just that's what silent hill 2 does wonderfully and that's why i i love it or weird surreal horse shit like color out of space or it's just abstractions as opposed to evil dies tonight we're never gonna let that die because absolutely oh no No. That's our catchphrase. Yeah. Mob justice. Mob justice, Sneaku. When it, whenever you get spooked, just scream out evil dies tonight and do mob justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but yeah, oh, I mean, I, I like how we've just immediately gone off into talking about anything except for Silent Hill Revelation. Yeah. Because absolutely. there's nothing to say about it. The movie fucking sucks. Well, there, hold on, hold I, on. There, there okay. is, it, there, there's a little bit more to say. And no, that's how yeah, it has I'm gonna... three endings for three different sequels. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god, that's right. You're right. And then it I has a post-credit it. sequence Listen, that we never knew about. This was like the second to last movie I watched, and I don't remember how it ended. <laughs> All right, so it ends with Pyramid Head uh, uh, murdering Carrie Ann Moss, and then that one I remember. Heather rescues Vincent and Christopher, and then Christopher's like. I'm going to stay in Silent Hill to find Rose. And that sequel set up number one. Mm-hmm. And then Heather and Vincent oh, that's right. hop into a oh, truck God. and it's the truck driver from Origins. Sequel yep. set up number two. And then as they're driving away, a prison br- uh, 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 truck a prison drives bus. by. Yeah, and and it's set, sequel set up number three because downpour. Or downpour, and yeah. it's And none of these have happened because Revelations was awful. And then this is... This oh is the God. second movie in the span of a week that we've watched where we we did not know there was a post credit scene, even though at least one of us had seen it before. Like, all of us had seen mm-hmm. Silent Hill Revelation before. Cat had seen Grave Encounters 2 before. And we didn't know there was a post credit scene. Was like, oh, okay, so what's the post credit scene going to be? Is this going to be setting up a fourth fucking possible sequel? No. It's just, it's just Pyramid Head. Walking. Just yeah, yep. chilling, doing, doing, doing yeah. not stuff. set to crush. Not, not set to crush. <laughs> not, not set to down with the sickness or mbop or, or something. Just he's fucking dragging a stupid sword and he's just walking through a hallway. It's, 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 it's reminiscent to Pyramid Head's first, first appearance in Homecoming, where it's just he shows up and walks down a hallway, and like 
as 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 Yahtzee brilliantly put it, it like it stops just short of him looking at the camera and doing a little song and dance number before going away because nostalgia fan bait and nostalgia and fan service. Uh-huh. Uh, <sighs> that just reminded me of one of my sacred missions that I forgot. I was going to do a compilation video of taking the endings of a bunch of movies, but then changing the credits to as if it smashed it down with the sickness. Oh, <laughs> that'd be beautiful. I need to get back on top of that project. You absolutely should. You, Holy need, shit. you need to start that with Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I don't, I don't give, give a, a damn. damn. Oh, no, my, my my favorite one so far was the that movie with Robert Pattinson where the twist happens that he's in the oh, Twin oh, Towers. Oh god! I and then it exactly pans back. It pans back to nine eleven, and then Disturbed kicks in. Oh Beautiful. my god! Beautiful. God, fuck that movie. I thought we weren't going to bring that up nine eleven on this podcast. That's the joy of the Gooncast. Surprise nine eleven is we're hack frauds. Oh god! It's oh, like red letter. We're media. living up to the legacy like of red, red letter. letter media. That's right. Yep. On, well, can I can I talk about um, one of the games? I know we were on the topic for a oh, little sure. bit. Yeah, go for it. I I really don't think Shattered Memories should get the hate that it does because I one hundred percent enjoyed it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Shattered Shattered Memories is probably my favorite American Silent Hill. Honestly, same. Like mm-hmm. after that, like okay, I don't like Downpour whatsoever. No, I don't like Downpour either. <laughs> I mean, okay. Also, a big part of it was I, my roommates and I got the worst ending, and a lot of stuff didn't really line up. And then uh, we read online some like fan theories about um, how the Silent Hill in Downpour is not the main character's Silent Hill, which is kind of a departure from all the previous ones. It's actually the female prison guards' Silent Hill. Uh, which makes sense because a lot of the monsters are tied to her backstory Mm -hmm. over yours. Like, like none of almost none of the monsters have anything to do with your backstory, except the big pyramid head stand in. Um, however, the bad ending. So, okay. For those of you who don't know, uh, the main character is in prison because he is like accused of killing his own son. And he's main, he's maintained this whole time that he's innocent and he was framed basically. Um, but the bad ending is you did kill your son. Uh, there's only one ending that has that um, that twist where it's like you are the murderer um, and it's the worst ending you can possibly get. And all the other endings are you are innocent. Yeah. And I feel like if you get any of the good endings like that fan theory makes a lot of sense and it, it, it fits really well. And it, it's a good it's a good uh, it's a good theory. It works really, really well. But then that all gets a wrench thrown in it when it's like, no, I don't think that's supposed to be the case because they have this bad ending where you are the murderer. Mm-hmm. And therefore, why would you not be in Silent Hill? You know? Yeah, that's that's kind of if my... you're just an innocent dude. Then, yeah, you could get sucked into somebody else's Silent Hill. And that's yeah. awful. But and like we, we've seen that with Silent Hill one, you know, Harry Mason. Yeah. He's yeah, it's everything in Silent Hill one is from Alessa's mind, not Harry's. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Silent Hill four, where it's it's uh, Walter Sullivan. Not Henry. The room. You know? Yes. Although that one's a huge departure because it's not even really like. Yeah. It's. The room it's, is your mom and uh, it's weird. Yeah. It's, and, and we'll get into that later, much, much yeah, later yeah. down the road. And that's when also I'll, I'll stop cock teasing mm-hmm. me about the circumcision theory. Um, <laughs> what is the circumcision theory? I'll, I'll link you the video about it. Wang did a whole video on it. <laughs> um, I like how 
Wang. <laughs> oh, you're really cock teasing me right now. Yeah, it's that, that's 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 actually one of the reasons why I, I think slightly lesser of Downpour, even though I like it more a little bit more than Homecoming, is because the twist changes based on one of the yeah. endings, and it's like no, yeah. like one of the things that yeah. makes Silent Hill too great is the twist is the same, just the aftermath mm-hmm. after the revelation is yes different yes and yeah and, that's that's compelling to me not yeah. i don't want yeah. the twist to change and honest honestly like back to shattered memories one of the reasons why i respect it so much is yes it's a huge departure from from silent mm-hmm. hill right and it's it's mm-hmm. not necessarily canon to the mythos or anything like that although i have my own little headcanon theory that silent hill shattered memories is an alternate sequel to the worst ending from Silent Hill 1, because the Mm. worst ending in Silent Hill 1 is Harry died in a car crash and the entire game is just him dying, right? And it's like, well, that's spoilers, the twist of Shattered Memories is Harry dies in a fucking car crash and it's years later and and his daughter is is going through therapy to kind of like get over her trauma and whatnot. But one of the reasons why I respect Shattered Memories so much is it doesn't try to be Silent Hill 2 which is what Origins and Homecoming, for better, like, they're they're serviceable, they're fine enough games, but they just try to be Silent Hill Homecoming tries to be everything and flops on a combat-rolling face. Yeah, it does. But, like... (laughs) take that back. (laughs) Shattered Memories is is a unique, fresh, original idea. Don't you diminish the hack fraudery of Homecoming. Listen, I'm a Homecoming apologist. I think it's serviceable. Even though it's combat rolling stupidity, and also has pyramid I, head walking by and waving actually, at the camera. Yeah, I actually like Homecoming. Like Homecoming is amazing, but it is dumb. Yeah. it is stupid. It's yeah. super dumb. But that, that's that's why I respect Shattered Memories so much. Is is it it drastically tries to do something different in the spirit yes. of of the the first four games like mm-hmm. i know i know uh i i don't know too much in it but i know silent hill 3 was supposed to be a much different experience before konami started putting like pressure on team silent well, to tie it more into silent hill 1 but like each oh, each each of the first four also, games is like a separate thing yeah real quick also um silent hill 3 isn't heather silent hill is either is it no kind of it's kind of sorta it's it's more Alessa's or arguably maybe Claudia's. Mm. Like you can you can draw I always, symbolism I do Alessa. always love I do always yeah, well I mean that makes sense. But I do always love the um the the James Sunderland version of Silent Hill where it is it is that the main characters, you know. Yeah. It's 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 basically their own sins have trapped them there. Yeah, that's your what yeah, yeah, that's what they're dealing with, is and, essentially. And yeah. th- that's that's why I liked what what Shattered Memories did, and even as janky as as and as shitty as Downpour is in some instances, it does try to take that where it's like you know Shattered Memories is when it gets to Evil Silent Hill, it's just everything is fucking covered in ice. Like this is not a Silent yes. Hill we've seen before, and that's one of the yes. things that I I really appreciated. Oh, about and Downpour I love I love that the rain shit as opposed to the rust. Yes, yes, the rain the rain is super cool, and I love that in Shattered Memories. You're not, you don't fight anything. Yeah. You can't fight anything. Yeah. You're the whole, like all of the combat is you running desperately away from stuff and the enemies will just grab you and slow you down essentially and eventually kill you. Yeah. But yeah. Although I, 
It's clever. It's dope. I thought it was really cool how, like, so I played the Wii version. Same. And, you know, you you actually get, like, the phone calls through your uh, Wiimote, <laughs> yep. which I think is a nice little touch. It's, it's, it's gimmicky, it's, but it's know. cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had I had that version, too. I remember that. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it, it's it's neat. It's been for it's been forever. Yeah. I like because, yeah, my one of my roommates had the I think it wasn't only released on Wii U. But yeah, it was on PS2 no, and no, PSP no. as well. Yeah, yeah, but we we definitely had the Wii U version, and yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> I I, I it was, very startling when it first happens when you're just like, what the fuck? Why yeah. is my remote talking to me? <laughs> yeah, they, they even had Easter eggs with the uh, the cell the phone gimmick where you could actually dial the Konami customer support line, and if you did, they had yeah. a pre-recorded message where the the representative right, is just that. like, oh, you you're in Silent Hill. I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. We can't help you, and they just immediately hang up on you. Mm-hmm. It's 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 cute. It's clever, and you know it's it's neat because it's until dawn before until dawn was a thing, uh, because it's it's very similar setup. And then, the, I guess the only the only minor pet peeve, and this is just like an own own personal pet peeve of just jealousy or whatnot, is uh, about downpour. Anyway, is uh, Ghoul Guts and I back when we were working at the theater, we had this idea for a Silent Hill story that we were going to kind of work on as like a writing experiment, like we we're going to write co-write fan fiction together and we had fleshed out all this cool and crazy shit about like the personal demons and everything like that oh yeah you told me about yeah this. and then about a year and a half yeah, to two later later because we were spending a lot of time researching this shit downpour gets announced and literally the whole water angle was what we were going for and like oh fuck god damn yeah, it yeah you sons yeah. of bitches you beat us i yeah there, it, there is one thing i really do like about downpour also, I feel like there's a game going on, so like my neighbors are being kind of loud. But you're fine. <laughs> um, you guys have all played Downpour, right? Yes. Yeah. I've watched a long play of it. Uh, do you remember when you walk in, or I guess crawl into someone's basement, Vaguely. and there's like an invisible spirit? Vaguely. Yeah. No, but Vaguely. I follow. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, I haven't played since college, so. Gotcha. <laughs> Which yeah. was a very long time ago. Set the scene for us. This one right here, um, you're trying to get into this house, and the only way in is through the basement window. Mm-hmm. So you get in there, and you start to notice freaky things go on, and you're attacked, but you, you can't see what it is. So you're like, what the hell? And yeah, I get it. It could be pretty bullshitty, you know, to just be like, oh, what the heck's attacking me? But apparently you're not even supposed to fight this spirit, but a mannequin instead, which is always there. And, you know, mannequins, you know, are always pretty creepy, in my opinion, whenever you play like anything horror. And oh, oh, mannequins are fucked. Actually, can we bring this back to Revelation real quick? Yeah. Because I oh. will say... Oh, oh the mannequin spider? I like the mannequin spider. Yeah. It's, All it's, right, mannequin it's, spider gets a pass. It's really stupid in this movie because the CGI is not good and it's mostly used for the shitty 3D, you know, like, well, right at your camera, therefore right at your face. Um, But I think in a proper Silent Hill movie, that shit would have slapped <laughs> yeah 
It's it's yeah. I, like I mentioned as we were watching our thing too. Like, and I, I didn't mention it earlier, but like how we were talking about Sean Bean's wasted potential. I would have loved like mm-hmm. a, a proper Silent Hill movie, primarily focused on Sean Bean playing a character, since he he has almost that Silent Hill look. You know where he's he's seen some shit. And oh, he, absolutely! He's not, yeah, he's, he's yeah. not talking like, about typically that, yeah. a Hollywood-looking actor or whatnot. And he he ha- he definitely has a good like horror movie protagonist look to him. Yeah. Like he could be that like grizzled writer that goes to the foggy island to you know whatever the yeah. Alan Wake. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and even if they wanted to like just do an adaptation of one of the games, like I think Sean Bean could have nailed a James Sunderland type character. Like totally, it, it would have been. He has the look and you know he'd be better than 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 uh uh conspiracy theorist voice actor or the voice actor selling nfts uh but yeah you know and plus he's, he's a talented actor and I, I i just wish we got him doing stuff other than faffing about and also why the fuck is he harry mason and he doesn't die when it's fucking sean bean and he dies in every fucking movie Subvert right. expectations. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, right. Yes. I just had to bring up because I I realized Break. we didn't talk about him not dying in this fucking movie, even though he's breaking the stigma. You know. Yeah. I guess I guess we've said all we want to say about Revelation because, fuck that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We've kind of we've kind of already diverged quite a bit from it. Uh, it's fine. We got some interesting, you know. We 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 get a yeah, little bit of teasing. Yeah, I, I mean, really, really, there's like nothing much, like you know, other than a a, a hatred of of Kit Harrington. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not like the Bye Bye Man uh, where we could focus on no. the fucking fish giving the guy a blowjob. <laughs> yeah, there's minutes. yeah, there's no there's no like interesting, you know. I don't know, like there there's no goofiness to it, like Wish Upon. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's not as bad as like Grave Encounters Two, where no. it's just like it it goes into the realm of like fuck, this is just like hot garbage, and I can't like this is a garbage tire fire, and I can't look away, and I'm just like laughing my ass off the whole time. Yeah, and, it's and just it, like in the realm of video game adaptations, it's not even like so far off the rails that it's funny, like the original mm-hmm. Mario Brothers. Yes, exactly. It's like just, just in a morbid ugh. sense tried. Yes, which yeah. makes it all the worse. I yeah. think, like, I, I, I've been chewing on it and really like stewing in my hatred. And again, I put something like Mario Brothers into a totally different category because that just didn't know what the fuck it was. Yeah, that movie. I the, think the this is my movie is fascinating, but yeah, I yeah. think <laughs> I think Revelation is my least favorite video game adaptation. Oh wow! I think it is yeah. the I I would take Uwe Boll over this. <gasps> What? I I would watch House of the Dead <gasps> over Revelation. So I guess what you're why saying is you the next podcast is House of the Dead? <laughs> so or I could you... be immortal. <laughs> I think I got that in reverse, but... It's you, all good. You you got me. <laughs> right, Matting that to the docket. We're doing that soon. Oh, God. I want to see if you think... If you really think that, <laughs> oh my god, you just uh, want you just want Uwe Boll to beat us up. I know it. <laughs> uh, it yeah, yeah. I know Maybe it. Content. Uh, yeah. yeah right, I mean, final thoughts on Revelation. It's a piece yeah. of shit. It, I don't know if it's my least favorite because I've seen a lot of the video game adaptation movies. I think Resident Evil Extinction, which is the last live action Resident Evil movie I saw before Welcome to Raccoon City, still takes the cake. 
because there's a character mm-hmm. named Kmart. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you were irrationally mad over the fact that someone was named Kmart. Not not as mad as Greg, but I was irrationally mad. Yeah, <laughs> Greg Greg just took off his jacket and put it over his head for the rest of the movie. Like he he was. Oh my god. Oh, I could uh, see him doing that. But yeah, no, uh, Revelation sucked, but yeah. I, I do love the first Silent Hill. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, Niku? Niku, closing thoughts? On Revelations? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what Lee said earlier? <laughs> I mean, okay, on on... On a scale of like a warm bowl of chowder on a cold day to cactus sodomy, where do you rate it? Oh my god! I don't like chowder, okay. so I hate all of it. <laughs> yeah. It's... Okay, so cactus sodomy. Got it. Beautiful. <laughs> it's a binary choice. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Oops! All sodomy. Oh, Oops! All cactus. <laughs> I started making that joke and realized I committed at this point. I just need to finish it. <laughs> There's no backing out now. Oh, fuck. Oh, when is the next corpse party session, guys? <laughs> I feel like I, I we actually, need a de- degeneracy outlet. <laughs> I actually do want to bring something up about corpse party. Um, oh, no. Yes. Like, I don't think I've ever been... Or, no, no, I'm lying. I've been so hooked on a certain chapter in the new game because they have a good amount of extra chapters and i think one of them is like unlocked automatically and once you guys get through all the games i suggest trying it out and let's have a podcast on about that because it's it's really something and I don't mean something as in a bad corpse party way. I mean something in like a they're probably hinting at something more. Nice. So yeah, they're I'm hooked on it. I was trying to find videos uh talking more so about that and yeah, I think you guys would probably like what they're doing in the sense of I don't really want to spoil too much of nah. it. And um we're going to get there. It's going to take like You've never got to talk me into doing more corpse party. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, a little, yeah, this, Niku, at this point it's an easy sell for me. At this point I'm too I'm too fucking far in Niku. I'm too fucking far yeah. in. It's going to take us 18 years considering how long it's <laughs> taken us to get through Book of Shadows. But we're going to be in our 50s. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to wrap back so. around and do this th- this new version of Corpse Party 1 and even do the extra content cuz I skipped the extra Whoa. content last time. Well, okay. Um, you could probably play the story as you want because it's honestly the same thing. But the extra chapters, even okay. So chapter sixteen is the one I want you to focus on. Oh however, God. yeah. However, chapter sixteen. Uh. You'll get your corpse party fetish feel real fast, okay? Oh, 
I I was just thinking in the words. I get worried when Niku is speechless when trying to describe Corpse Party. Well, yeah, because it's. I feel like it does that in that same sense where it's like, oh, how can we, you know, like with whatever horror game or story, like how do we make this edgier? Although I don't think this is as bad, but it's it's there. All right, we'll get there. Um, All right, I'm like I, I, yeah. I'm too far in, and I I want to experience more of it, and and that's one of the reasons why you know at, at some point down the road I I want us to discuss the OVA and the live action movie. Uh, Dude, totally. Um, but Book of Shadows is probably taking so long because it's you know a visual novel. Well, that that and just uh, it, everybody's schedules because like Walter Walter works yeah. retail, Lee true, works retail, true. And Walter's also on yeah. East Coast time, so it's like, on top of whenever he gets off work, we have to sync it mm-hmm. up with when Lee gets off work, and then like s- uh, cycle schedules based on the time zone mm-hmm. differences. Yeah. It's 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 a whole mess. We're gonna. I I want to get through it because I'm really upset that I've been playing Corpse Party Book of Shadows now for over a year and a half, and we still haven't. Played it yet. <laughs> I wanted to be on. It's just part of your life now, bro. Or, or whatever the honestly whatever though, the follow up is. Once you're done with Book of Shadows, you're gonna have a lot of fun with Blood Drive. You saw a little bit of it, and oh, I know it has honest... gameplay. Yeah, <laughs> it has gameplay yeah. for sure. And for gameplay. Oh wait, hold on, there... hold on. I forgot. I forgot. We we can't do Blood Drive yet though, because we because Cat Lee and I, we, or at least my mandate of going through the entire franchise, we got to go with the next released game, and the next released game was Sweet Sachiko's Hysteric Birthday Bash. No, fuck. That's another visual novel, though, but that's a spinoff. I know. Yeah, exactly. We don't have to do it. Yeah. Listen to Niku. Listen to the mayor of Corpse Party. We don't have to do it. Lee, what do you say? Look, I think Lee would probably like it because there's a lot of fan service. But... You mean mean, uh, Miss Yuhei? A lot more than that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, I mean, if it's Miss Yuhei, then... Yeah. Yeah, you see, if it's Miss Yuhei, I'm on board, like... With the others, not so much. So, I, I'd strongly recommend going with Book of Shadows. One, because, you know, gameplay. Two, because even the game, because it's a spinoff, it definitely makes fun of itself, where it's kind of like, oh, this character's here, but they don't even know her, you know? They haven't even played this game. I, I, mm. I just, I just want to also point out that I really like that you don't like Revelation so much that your final thoughts just turned into, I want to talk about Corpse Party instead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of wanted to end off on being like, hey, you know, I am definitely looking forward to, you know, uh, doing this with you guys again at some point. And I know Corpse Party is definitely a topic that uh, we're more so familiar with. We'll do Mm -hmm. it. We'll do it. We're getting there. We have choice choice things to say about the OVA. That we all did oh, watch party of, and, and how sloppy the OVA was, and we'll do the live mm-hmm. action movies as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, I am, it I just heard... was a it was a very smooth deflection of like Lee. What are your closing thoughts on Revelation? Like, ah, oh, it was a movie, but don't let that distract you from the fact that the Undertaker <laughs> threw mankind off of Hell in a Cell in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh man, I guess Cat. What are your your final thoughts on Revelation? I, I said them earlier. It was <laughs> oh. oh, perfect. I blacked out because we were talking about Revelation, so I didn't even miss it. So I guess I guess Hell we're yeah. now in 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 what have we been doing recently? 
Uh, and, yeah. and since I took charge right now, I'll just say, um, off of Lee's suggestion, I, um, decided to once again do my, my typical saber shit of ignoring my previous streaming responsibilities and try something completely <laughs> brand new. Mm -hmm. oh and, uh, <clears throat> I played through a mod for the original Resident Evil 2, the 1998 yeah. And this is a, uh, uh, for the PC version of the game, uh, specifically yeah. for, for, for one of the Japanese releases of the PC version. Uh, although because the game was already translated and because the modders, the, the Japanese PC version is, is fully translated and because of modders, it can run on modern hardware. And it's a two-part mod. The mod and its sequel. And it's called Kendo's Cut and Kendo's Cut Uncut. Fucking uh, right. Lee insisted I not look up anything about it. Uh, so I didn't. And I'm kind of going to do the same thing. The only thing that we can really say is that the mods ask the question... What if Robert Kendo, the gun shop owner at the start of the original Resident Evil 2, did not die? And the answer is insanity. Yeah. I'm not going to elaborate any further, but I don't think I've played anything quite as insane on the channel in a long time, like to completion. Uh, Maybe the Quiet Man. The well, the Quiet Man was was hilariously bad and and like mm -hmm. like really entertaining because mm -hmm. of how stupid it was. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like unintentionally stupid, which mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it does that. Kendo's cut yes. is deliberately stupid. Like like the jokes are the jokes in it are very well timed and and very appropriate. Um, the first the first one is more restrained than the second one. Uh. I guess the, the closest equivalent in recent memory is Barkley Shut Up and Jam, but I haven't progressed further enough, so I can't right. really comment yeah. too much on it. That's um, not a good example. The, 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 the reaction I had was very reminiscent of my very first playthrough of Illbleed and my very first playthrough of Drakengard, of just confusion and, and, and an insane laughter of just, I cannot fucking believe what the fuck is happening. It's uh, very rare to leave Saber speechless. Yeah, and then even even Cal mentioned to me, it's like, well, I mean, you played Illbleed. I was like, Kendo's Cut makes Illbleed look sane. Illbleed looks like a normal game compared to Kendo's Cut. Kendo's Cut is just ape shit. And I've sh you've seen clips, Cat, and I think Niku, you've yeah. seen a bit of it, and, and Lee's seen the whole fucking thing. And I'm gonna watch the VOD at some point yeah. because I've I've heard so much about it that I'm just like I'm it just is, gonna. It is nonsense yeah. incarnate, and and I was. I loved it. It's great. I cannot recommend it enough. And since OG Resident Evil 2 on PC is abandonware, you can get a hold of it. You can't necessarily buy it through Steam or GOG, but you can easily get yourself a copy uh, and look into the mods as to how to get Kendo's cut running. But I, I cannot recommend it enough. It is a yeah, lot of fun. get in there. So uh, Hell yeah. 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 What have y'all been up to? Um, Cat, um, why don't you go first? It's been a light week sure. for me. Yeah, my week has also been pretty light because um, I feel like we've been doing a lot of stuff together and it's stuff that will be like future future podcast things or Silent Hill. Um, but 
uh, I guess I've been I've been dabbling in a couple of games recently that I can kind of talk a little bit about. Uh, the first being uh, I started a run on Satisfactory. I don't know if you guys know that game. I oh refresh my memory. Which one is that? It is it is like a Minecraft esque factory building game. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, it's like first person perspective. It's still early access, but it's very cute. Um, you can have like it's like a co op game. Um, so you can have like up to four people, or if you unlock it, like up to like sixteen or something, um, in your server, and you guys just like all sit there and you like mine mine a planet and uh you know like 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 run a factory basically and you sit there like trying to figure out like what the optimal like automation process is for everything and it's pretty great i got um i started a new game yesterday with will or friday rather with will to like kind of show him what was up and i have another game with my friend where we're like already at like level 7 or something so we've like unlocked like nuclear fission and like <laughs> And meanwhile, Will and I are just barely mining, uh, like, iron ore and getting little, like, like a little bit of electric. Our, our power keeps shutting off because we keep building stuff too fast and not having enough power. <laughs> um, but I really want to drop him into our, like, behemoth factory in my other world. Um, but so, yeah, that's it's been a very fun, cute game. Uh, other than that, I really haven't had any other time for, like, like, haven't gotten to Sherlock Holmes or Zarcine Lupin yet. That's on the docket at some point. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's basically it. I guess like I've, you know, I've been doing a lot of TTRPGs and movies with, with these guys. So. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. game sounds really good. It's very fun. It's like, it's the perfect, like I literally will be on a discord call with my friend and I'll have like a YouTube video on in the background where it's just like music or like, you know, a podcast or something. Usually not this podcast, but <laughs> I, like, you know, Red Letter Media or something. Um, and then you just like go around automating your factory. It's just it's really zen and, and cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, I only have two to remark on this week um, and only one was a first viewing, um, but it was super good. Um, although I don't know how much I want to talk about it right now, given that just before this episode uh, started recording, we figured out what a future episode is going to be. But I watched the sequel to Train to Busan Peninsula, Ooh. Um, oh. which uh, is a is a bit of a departure from the first film. It takes place in the same universe um, several years after the events of the first film. Um. And basically just has a whole new whole new setting, whole new scenario, just, you know, same same rules of zombies, um, which uh, I don't want to get into the spoilers of right now. But the the series has a very cool take on on zombies um, and it was quite good. The movie didn't get great uh, fan reviews when it came out because it was such a departure from the original and fuck that. I think people just wanted the first one again. And that's stupid. Like, uh, yeah, absolutely. If I had to relate this one to another film, weirdly enough, it would probably be Land of the Dead, which mm. on its own, I think, is a movie that already had a really solid idea. And I just, you know, there's some things about it that don't click with me. Um, 
But overall, George Romero had a really fucking cool idea for that movie. And I think Peninsula did the same idea, just a little bit better. So Peninsula kicked ass. Um, And then I got to uh, do a reviewing of a movie that I've seen several times before. But I got to show my fiance it for the first time. I had her sit down and watch Blade Runner. Oh, because um, after the rest of the house uh, got super into cyberpunk, um, she she herself played a shitload of it. She's clocked like 120 hours or 130 hours into the game. Um, and I'm like, yo, if you're like vibing on that cyberpunk aesthetic, you should see how much of that vision came from Blade Runner. Yeah. And that... sorry, but. Is Blade Runner what's on Toonami right now? Do you know? Because I think I watched like an episode. I think there's a Blade Runner anime that just came out. Is a Blade Runner? Yeah, anime? there might be a, there might be an animated series that came out to go alongside it. But Blade Runner itself is a movie with Harrison Ford. We discussed it on, from eighty uh, two. We discussed it on the Matrix podcast because uh, Bugs is yes. one of the voice actors. Yeah, I believe Blade Runner is from like eighty two or eighty three. Um, stars Harrison Ford. And was like one of the movies for laying like the archetype for cyberpunk as we know it. Um, and fun fact, it shares a universe with Alien and Terminator. So fuck yeah, get your expanded sci-fi universe shit going on. Um, but yeah, first time, first time showing it to Krista, and um, I don't think she liked it. Oh, which. Oh god. Which oh like okay, like I I, I get it. Um mm-hmm. because one of the focal points of the movie is an extremely fucked up toxic relationship between Deckard and Rachel, the two leads. Mm-hmm. God yeah. Mm-hmm. Um with with like you, you can't even call it like, oh, it's a rough love scene. No, it's 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 rape. Um Yeah. It's 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 that same kind of soft love making that Rocky did back in the first movie. Um, but yeah, it yeah, I, I thought it would go over a little bit better. Um, I was hyping I was hyping up the performances like Ford is really giving it his all in this one. Fuck. One of the greatest of all time uh, villain performances. Yeah, Rutger Hauer is fantastic. I can't even call him a villain. He's, you know, he's, a, he's an antagonist. He's not a villain. Yeah, Rutger Hauer fucking, she, as Roy Batty, she, she absolutely might, kills it. Uh, like, it. She might like 2042 uh, or 2043 more. Like, I, I personally like that one a lot more. I think that's a more interesting and compelling film, but like, yeah, uh, it's it Blade Runner. It, which which cut did you show her, by the way? The final one or director? Final, or, yeah. Okay, yeah, because that's, yeah. that's another the, the, the good with, one. That's the other problem with the first movie is there's like 98 different goddamn cuts, and I'm sure Ridley Scott is working on the final final cut right now, where, <laughs> um, you know, Prometheus ha- ties more into Prometheus or whatever, since he's insistent that Blade Runner is set in the same universe as Alien even though they're owned by two different studios and based off of two different, completely different IPs. Well, those, well, those links do go way far back. Um, Tyrell oh, Corporation yeah. from Blade Runner is referenced in Aliens and Wayland yutani is referenced in yeah. Blade Runner, yada, yada, yada. I know, it's um, just I'm making fun of old, old Man Ridley being senile and... Oh, I'm all I'm upsetting. all about senile old man Ridley, but yeah, I, I like the shared universe thing. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know how big I am on the whole Terminator one, but 
Yeah. Blade Runner and Alien to me is canon, but I digress. Um, yeah, I kind of thought it would go over better, but I fucking love that movie. I I watch it at least once every, I don't know, three, four months. Um, just because it's one of those good, like, I've seen it so many times, it's just like a background movie now. Yes. Sure. Yeah. That movie fucking slaps. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's been uh, zombies and cyberpunk for me. Hell yeah. Niku, what have you Sweet. been up to? Uh, Mario Maker, so dumpster diving the usual. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, for those uh, of you out there not familiar with uh, with Niku Senpai's work, check out his Twitch stream. He is one of the most legit expert level Mario Maker runners. Check his mm-hmm. shit out. Yeah. The amount of shit You're the best you through, Niku. Oh. The amount of shit <laughs> that you put up with. The amount of shit that you put up with in Mario Maker, Niku. Like, I, I've seen some of the horse shit oh, that man. you fucking dove into with that fucking game. Some of it's the dank. worst fucking levels imaginable. And I don't know how you don't rage out every fucking time. Uh, honestly... I I have a lot of fun with it. I know, like, one of the big things behind Mario Maker is that it's always something new and, you know, generally it's always, like, something new as in garbage. But it's fun, you know? Like, I got to play these uh, levels and I'm all like, hey, you know, some of these level creators really don't know what they're doing. And I'm just like, okay, let me find some nice cheese here. Let me find a way to completely make your, you know, hours and hours and effort of working on a game be nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I like finding cheese in just <laughs> games in general. Like I did that in Portal 2 where I somehow ended up with a potato on my hand and apparently I missed a major cutscene because of going out of bounds or something. I, I really don't know how it happened. But I, I have fun, you know, like with every game that I try to play, I definitely try to make the most out of it. Like uh, you know, this week as well, I, I just finished up Corpse Party for the hundredth time. And honestly, chapter 16 is it's been keeping me so freaking hooked. Like I've tried to find like future explanations for this. And I'm really hoping that it ties into something else in the future, which I won't get too into, so I won't spoil things. And also, I think it would also make, like, possibly nice content for a Corpse Party, you know, gooncast in the future. And I've I've also started up Yakuza Kiwami. Ooh! Yeah. The Yeah. And I'm... I'm really, really looking forward to it. I believe we just finished chapter one. And, you know, you can't go wrong with the Yakuza games at you all. You really can't. There's so much heart and soul put into those fucking games. It's it's insane. And and the attention to detail. and the, just, mm-hmm. There's so many beautiful himbos in that franchise. <laughs> <laughs> we stand himbos on this podcast, Niku. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, we do. It's in, in, I, I'm right on there with you guys. And just there's so many himbos. It's wonderful. I love it. I love it. It's I love that, and I'm so glad that you got into it, Niku, because it's it's a Dude, delightful franchise. 
yeah, like I was not expecting to get as hooked onto Yakuza as I am now. And it's funny because I remember you saying like no one expects to get as hooked, you know, as they do into Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever, you know, I find out someone's into, uh, let's say, uh, either Jojo or Yakuza, I recommend the other series because I'm all like, I think you'll be into this because they're so freaking good. They they keep you so hooked. And, you know, although Jojo is filled with a lot of really, really messed up things, I feel like it does the same thing as uh, Yakuza, where it tries to find those moments where it could be wholesome, you know, like yeah. both of them work so well together. And I don't know, it, it's really amazing and, you know, a fun time to share, you know, these stories with others who are also into these series. Like I remember going to um, a market in Little Tokyo and for whatever reason, the cashier had a Majima pin. And I was like, yo, that pin's so cool. And he was like, Majima everywhere. <laughs> and I was all like, okay. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. But that that's pretty much what I've been up to. Um, I did have some Korean uh, hot dogs yesterday. Hell uh, Yeah. Mom. Yeah, and they're we they're don't like, usually talk about food on this podcast, but I'm here for it. <laughs> Maybe, we yeah. should. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we should. Maybe we should. What y'all been eating? <laughs> yeah, like these Korean hot dogs yeah. were so good. They're like um wrapped up or like I guess made with a uh, hot Cheeto dust, and it's so good. <gasps> oh yeah, my god, yeah. Filthy. I love it. it. Where do you get them? <laughs> um, go to the Little Tokyo Mall. Oh, yeah. There's oh, a place okay. called uh, Smile Dog, and I know Smile Dog. Okay, I will. Yes. I will get. I will get the cheap, the hot Cheeto one. <laughs> go for it. They have so like it's it's a small place, so you know they have some kind of good stuff, but. It's all very, very delicious. And if you want to go shopping for like some, you know, Asian market stuff, they definitely have a lot of really good stuff there. Like oh, on the yeah. first floor. No, I mean, Will, Will's got that covered. He's he knows he knows all the, the hot spots. Perfect. Yeah. Then definitely go visit there. I'm you literally know, I'm sure if I, I literally just say, hey, Will, smile dog, he'll be like done <laughs> well i think they were actually opening up a smile dog in sawtell a few years ago i don't know if it's there oh. hmm. yeah but for sure in little tokyo they have one and i love it if you want to you know go for like let's say a full day's event go there you could hang out at the village see what see what they have and then go hit up the mall you know with the korean hot dogs there's the market there and at the very top floor there is a pretty much a barcade and it's it's a lot of fun damn hell yeah well maybe maybe post everything i've i've been shut up in my house for the past several weeks so maybe once i feel safe enough to go outside again i will i will i will try to hit that up yeah, totally. It's yeah. always a great time. I don't know if you guys are into sweets. They also have um it's like <sighs> this little breaded thing with some sweetener inside of it. 
I don't know. It's, it's no. <laughs> okay. Well, it's it's like a really really big Twinkie that's uh, really <laughs> crusted. It's it's really good right outside okay. of it, and yeah, that's that's basically my week, and it's oh yeah, it's been Very a blast. Cool. And also another highlight, hanging out with you guys and doing this. Thank you guys. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. once you know again for having me. I'm glad oh, we could finally course. get you on. Yeah, we've been trying to wrangle Niku for one of these for a couple months at this point, I think. But, you know. <laughs> ever, finally worked we out. finally got you. Yeah. We finally got you. <laughs> we finally got you. Nice, nice. Incidentally, um, uh, plug your shit, Niku. Where can we find yeah, you? Yeah, get your shit in. Yeah. Oh, me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> uh, I stream on Twitch. Uh, ni- I go by Niku Senpai. And um, yeah, if you guys are into the Mario Makers, the good old spooks, or the Yakuza's, um, we definitely have a lot of that stuff going on there. Yeah. And you can find me in his chat, occasionally heckling him. Always yep. heckling. Always heckling. <laughs> yeah, what you mean occasionally? Occasionally? There's sometimes okay. where I'm just doing typical mod duty shit and actually just banning bots and just keeping an eye on things, but it's not... True, It's, true. it's like 99% heckling, 1% general mod <laughs> shit. <laughs> 15% luck, 20% skill. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, but yeah, this <laughs> this is definitely a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to you know if you guys want to do some more spooky stuff. Um, you know, Saber here has got me into a lot of horror games. I really had a lot of fun with uh, what was that a uh, Murder House game? Yeah, Murder, Murder House. Murder yeah. House. Yeah, Murder House was a lot of fun. Yeah, you need to finish uh, Murder House. Ah, uh, shit, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn it. <laughs> it's always a lot of fun. And and yeah, I feel like, you know, I guess possibly my final words going off with this podcast is, you know, if Saber recommends you a gamer series, uh, you know, if he's very passionate about it, it could go two ways where he's just like, dude, this is the most dumb thing I've ever seen yet to check it out. Or... He can genuinely introduce you to a very or multiple uh very amazing series. Or he just buys you shit and is like, guess what, nerd? That's happened to Niku multiple times and I keep giving him shit. Yep. I bought him the yep. entire Uncharted collection and he still hasn't played it. I am going to get to it, all right? Oh Two years, Niku! <laughs> But look, look, with that, with that, yes, he he's given me a lot of really awesome games and I am definitely going to get to them. I force my love But he's upon also people. given me well, what? I force my love upon people via video games. <laughs> Your love, you sent me what is it? Skater Boy and Skater Boy 2 or something like that? Oh, the skateboard kid. <laughs> yeah, but that's because oh you redeemed Bubsy on my on my channel on my birthday. Yeah, oh, he also okay. sends vengeance gifts like Little Bigfoot and Suburban Sasquatch. And, oh, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't sent anybody Suburban Sasquatch yet. I don't know if it's on DVD. Really? Yeah, I should, though. No, what you're thinking of is when I sent Q Orgasmic Birth. 
<laughs> you know what? Surprisingly, no, I did not mix up the, the movie Suburban Sasquatch with Orgasmic Birth. I don't know. They're pretty they're similar. They're easily confused. They're easily confused. They're, they're, they're very similar. Uh, <laughs> I got on her where she's just like the best kept secret. Like, gets is, me every fucking yeah, time. It's, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, it's oh, you know, that's but I mean, you're no longer the great betrayer, Niku. You, that you, the, you've been cleared from that. The meme's dead. Yeah, you're, you've been liberated. Yeah, and I'm pretty you're thankful free. for that. Yeah, just don't redeem, <laughs> just don't redeem Bubsy on my birthday again, and you'll be good. <laughs> well. If I have the points, <laughs> you know. Well, then I guess I, I, I better set up a test. It'll just call the channel point thing Niku bait. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see. All right, oh, but God. it's only specifically if it's on your birthday, right? Yeah, only if yeah. it's on my birthday. Any other okay, day, I don't okay. care. If it's my birthday, it's like, why would you, why would you ruin my birthday like this? Okay, so if it's Christmas, Valentine's Day, Thanksgiving, doesn't matter. No, I don't care. It's okay. Excellent. What if I do it on my birthday? Because you're always like, let me gift out things on, you know, my birthday. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. <laughs> cat plug your shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I am I am cat, aka the attack cat on Twitch. Um, I think at some point this week I'll jump into Lupin, I've got um, I've got a couple of plans this week, but hopefully I can I can knock out a few a few streams here and there. And uh, yeah, Silent Hill is great, and we don't talk about the other one. Precisely, and it's been your boy Lee Alder, the Valley Jester. Um, my stream is currently on hiatus while I'm figuring out a moving arrangement, uh, which will be fixed shortly. I will be in a new pad, and we'll have a nice new uh, nice new stream background debuting. Uh, I am most likely just going to finish Kingdom Hearts 3 off stream at this point, um, just because it's starting to drag a little long, and that way when I get things back started again, we'll just jump right into something new, which will probably be uh, FF7 Remake on PC. Yeah, time uh, goes! Woo! Yeah, time goes! God damn it. <laughs> And uh, is that yeah. a, oh, go on. Is that a horror game I should know about? Time Ghosts? No. FF7 Remake. Oh, it, it I mean, makes FF7, the game horrifying. Yeah, the FF7 Remake is, a, is, is, is horrifying if you hate bad writing, and, and you're not a Nomero apologist, but, you know, that's a different topic for a different day. <laughs> but, I Very mean, true. you know, it, the game has its fans. I don't want to begrudge them for, for their tastes. And, you know, it, it did give us Italian Tifa in terms of current events. Molto bene. I don't know where that came from, but I'm. I'm oh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you after the podcast. Yeah, I'll tell you after the okay, podcast. okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, this is your resident hack fraud jams, also known as Saber Zero Three Zero Seven on Twitch and whatnot. Uh, streaming whenever I can, shirking my resp responsibilities in favor of newer, shinier shit. Uh, Y'all take care of yourselves. Stay safe. Be excellent to each other. Thank you for listening. And um, uh, everybody, get fucked. I I'm lemming in confusion. Coward. Damn you, Niku, how dare your mic be so clear? I'm sorry. You and your ASMR. You're too pro.
You're too pro. It's that DJ Wait, see, voice. Ah. Don't you have, don't you have the same microphone? I have a blue Yeti. Okay, no, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I oh, thought... ew. <laughs> I also have a blue Yeti. <laughs> Nico, I, I think I have a Yeti. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I have a blue like, Yeti as well. Pleb. <laughs> yeah. I used to have a snowball. Do y'all remember those? Yeah. Yeah. Nico's like, oh, there's over here two cans and a piece of string. <laughs> Thinking he can podcast. Nico showing up an hour late, try half hour late because of Mario Party and then Mike shaming. And just like, yeah, yeah, Mike shaming. He's rolling up on set three hours late, like Johnny Depp, going, Where's my latte? I need a bigger trailer. I will not remove my 12 scarves until I have a latte. I know you can be in makeup. I need a latte. <laughs> this is all staying in, by the way. I'm going to shove this at the end of the episode. Oh, my oh God. I'm actually glad that was recording. Yeah, yeah, I was on that mic bit, and I'm like, ooh, I'm in good form today. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been recording for the last couple minutes. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll tack that on at the end or something. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>